welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Welcome back to the Movie Graveyard. This is Save Our Podcast edition of the Movie Graveyard. We, uh, or I shouldn't say we, actually, it's more, more like me. We, I have not picked film titles wisely to add to the Movie Graveyard vault, and uh, we paid the price for it in popularity, didn't we, Bat? Um, yeah, I don't, well, this, that was like, uh, I guess you put out an episode of Boo, right? Uh, what is it? I didn't, you know, I Kansas, didn't think I yeah. heard Kansas. I never saw that, baby. So it's a great, that it's a great film. film. You're going to love Matt Dillon in it. I'm going to have to check it out. Uh, but yeah, I don't, you know, late, right, late the day we did the Palookaville. I don't know. We, momentary I think we shift. That. Yeah. Yeah. There was a momentary shift in, uh, in, uh, confidence yeah. on whether or not that was the right title. And I was like, baby, we could, we could cover something that we've, we've both seen a hundred times that you haven't covered yet. Yeah. And it was like, no, no, no. I think it, I already expected it was not going to perform well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but this one, this film, this film should perform better than any, oh, yeah. this might be the greatest the greatest episode you've ever done huh i mean it could be it could be 500 a thousand downloads it's 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 a i'm probably we're probably going you know slightly (laughs) above twenty thousand on this should be at least but uh yeah but june june was our least downloaded month in like two two and a half years so yeah wow dude wow yeah yeah scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah, who even who even remembers Palookaville? Like, I can't believe I you know we started talking about Gallo, and I was like Palookaville. Yeah. I remember, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get that DVD." I'm like, "Okay," and then I, I was I'm thinking back, and I'm like, "Yeah, that was a fun movie." And then I finally watched it, and I'm like, "Just this just, is what I thought was good." Just just wait till we. <laughs> no, it's good. It's great. It's okay. It's God, I'm just saying. But I'm just, I'm just talking about popularity exposure how many people know about it. i'm talking about that kind of thing you know what i mean yeah and that's this film that we're covering yeah this uh, is just gonna evening. blow it up. every stoner like like i th- I think this is gonna be a day one download for newt for sure this this episode he wanted on the episode oh he did i didn't even he didn't say anything to me yeah he wanted to record but then he was like y'all always record on saturday and then i'm like no we don't we always record on sunday right and then and then I'm like, no, nah, baby, uh, you can't actually get on this episode because you didn't listen to Palookaville. Yeah. So that was kind of like you had to buy the ticket to take this ride. Yeah, you had to buy the Palookaville ticket, and uh, you see, you had a momentary shit, <laughs> shit, <laughs> momentary shit. in your judgment yeah. on what you were going to download, and now it fucked you. So yeah. sorry, buddy. Momentary shit. <laughs> he doesn't. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, you didn't. You didn't listen to Palookaville or watch the film to know what we're talking yeah. about. The the Vincent Gallo yeah. greatness. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait till we we end out the Vincent Gallo trilogy with Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, a film nobody's ever fucking heard of. That's really gonna, you know, you know, dude, he's done so much too. Like, there's like, yeah. um, man, there's so much. I I need to track that one. I I believe I saw that back on IFC too as well, or or Sundance, uh, briefly. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like they were just running a bunch of Vincent Gallo stuff around that time period when uh, Buffalo 66 came we, out. We so. need to do like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter to raise a million dollars to get Vincent Gallo and his semen on the podcast. Mm. 
Well, I think that if we bought the semen, he would, he uh, would, that would be instantaneous, the, like we could get a deal. But he, he said, though, he's not delivering it to any men, though. That was part of the conditions. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Because it's Superman come. It's like kind of like he's like, uh, I don't want to say he's like a Nazi or anything, but a lot of the stuff he was saying on there was reminiscent of like. He was bragging uh, about Aryan, his genetics. Aryan, yeah. Yeah, Aryan genes and stuff and how they're pure. And I think he even said that he wouldn't send it to a black woman. Oh, either, he even said that? So. Okay. Yeah, he, I think so. He would, I think he so. <laughs> he, he's selling so many million dollar batches of semen that he can be picky about it. Right. So Vincent Gallo is getting a million dollars for his semen. How much is ours worth? Uh, uh, toilet flush. <laughs> The toilet paper it's shot into. <laughs> right. Half a roll of Charmin Mere to clean pennies. up. Mere pennies, baby. <laughs> I actually think that, you know what, I think I, even more than the poor title selection, um, I won't say poor because every movie is worthy of being praised, but uh, I think even more important, it's probably all the semen talk because me and Zach talk semen nonstop. And we did a lot of semen episodes, and then probably people thought it was going to be a breath of fresh air when you came on and was doing more episodes. And then somehow you we got it. Was, granted, it was like a momentary shift in the Vincent Gallo semen talk, but it was still well, semen talk. When I ran across his own personal website, yeah. I, it wasn't like intentional. And uh, to my credit, on yeah. Palookaville, I think we only maybe mentioned the semen like. One one time, yeah, just one time, maybe, one maybe time. I don't know. It, but yeah, it was so you quick you was... could even refer to it as a momentary shift. Momentary shift, yeah. I mean, well, I felt it was needed. Like when we were doing, uh, we were doing Buffalo '66, and then I ran across that. I'm like, yeah, uh, we, someone's got to bring this website up and every like everything that he's got on here, and like we really had to cover the gambit of. There's just so much to talk. I mean, there was a bunch of behind the scenes on that film to talk about, but yeah. there was just so much about like the legend, yeah. the myth, the legend the of, the of, of Vincent Gallo's <laughs> like that had to be talked about. Like, I mean, even to his friendship with Paris Hilton, yeah. I mean, which, you know, seems lud- like just like off the wall, crazy yeah. to me that they're friends, but, um, and just like all of his inner, like that interview on Howard Stern was just yeah. like, dude, that was his greatest interview ever. So. And we had to uncover the mystery over whether it was true his claims that uh, Christina Ricci was drinking cough syrup the whole time. <laughs> well, he said she was drunk, yeah. right? Like, but the, I drunk. think on Stern, though, he said, he said, I don't know, she smelled like cough syrup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. As what he said before, he want he like was in love with her yeah, when he she was. was like a kid, yeah, and had to have her on set. It was like the remake of that, that darn cat him. or something, yeah. Because he said he went to a girl. <laughs> I remember he's when he's promoting the movie originally. He said he went to this Christina Ricci movie when she was like twelve or thirteen, and he went with his right. girlfriend. And he was so in love with her that it disturbed he fell his in girlfriend. Love with her. Yeah. Well, it should because she was like twelve, yeah. like or was it Casper? You think? Or I thought still... it was that darn cat. I think she did a remake of that darn cat with Dougie Doug. She did. Remember that guy? Yeah, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure Gallus said it was that movie he went to go see with his girlfriend. She, she, and she did that one movie where they're searching for the treasure or whatever yeah. too as well. I actually got and, a copy uh, of that not too long ago. It came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I remember that when I was a kid. I mean, it's I called gr- like Gold much, Diggers like, or something. 
Yeah, she's not um, that much older than, like, I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, it was, like, her and, like, Devin Sawa were, like, you know what I mean? The kid, the child actors and stuff that, you know, I was grown up with, whereas you grew up with, like, well, and I grew up with those guys, too, yeah. uh, the, the, the Corys. Oh, yeah. But that was more like you, your era was, you know, uh, those actors. My era was when the Corys were getting cornholed nonstop every night. Your era was more right. like 10 years later where they were finally coming clean about it. Right. Your your era was like Lucas. Um, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by, by the way, did you... Crisco Lubricant. I never knew this. Did you know where the Indianapolis Colts play? It's actually called Lucas Oil Field, named after that onset incident between charlie sheen really and him. yeah oh lucas oil it's field, looking huh? up baby indianapolis colts play at lucas oil field and uh and charlie sheen thinks every day yeah. i had a hand in that naming <laughs> <I man. have>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tiger blood adonis dna yeah <laughs> I don't know. He's denied it. I love Charlie yeah. Sheen's performance well, Corey, and stuff. Corey so Haim's uh, mom said it's not true either. So right, yeah. So I'm gonna just have to go with that. And like, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna think that if Corey, even though if it, if it really did happen, yeah. like Corey Haim wanted it to happen, like he was like bisexual. I feel like he was. Well, I think that's the claim so. is that is that supposedly he thought it meant something to him that Charlie was involved or wanting to be involved with him romantically, and then when Charlie, yeah. You know, went with girls instead. That that was like a thing, but I, I just don't really believe that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's coming from fucking Fel- Feldman, man. So I mean, the way the way know. I see it, like pretty much everybody who blackmailed Charlie Sheen came out and got discovered. So like, if he was really like railing a bunch of dudes and getting railed by a bunch of dudes to you know get his diagnosis, I think I think those those blackmailers would have came out too, and they never did. You know, so. <sighs> Yeah, it's just like a whole weird thing. And then, of course, you know, uh, with the timing of his, uh, with Feldman's documentary coming out in COVID, he was like, oh, uh, the elite planned COVID to cover up my my documentary that was coming out. I'm like, baby, I saw your documentary because there's a bootleg that got out uh, and I watched it. It got onto YouTube and then it got ripped and I got a rip of it. And I was like, honestly, it was not groundbreaking. No. It was like people that he had been talking about at conventions for like years right. that like you could go on the Wikipedia or whatever and look up that information. So what he was saying in the documentary was not like very groundbreaking. No. And he'd been actually talking about um, Charlie Sheen for years, which, uh, you know, that was kind of like news to me. I didn't yeah. I hadn't heard that one uh too much before that but like again you know it wasn't it wasn't like everyone was like nothing in here was groundbreaking no you had the fat kid from um uh friday the 13th part five like did him dirty or whatever supposedly but then it doesn't make sense because they did that cop movie and he's like in it with them and well, this is after he did them. Well, like that. also, like, it's, it's weird, too, because I think he waited. Till, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he waited till that guy died before he said that. 
And he didn't actually went no because he did it. He I found a, a, a an interview with him where he was being accused at a convention, like they were at the same convention, like a part five. You know, mm-hmm. it must have been like a Friday the Thirteenth uh, reunion thing. And he was like accusing it. He was like telling a bunch of fans and accusing them. And he had a podcast and he went on the podcast and adamantly denied the claims. Mm-hmm. Again, it's another situation that is a, that particular situation. Um, from what I heard was it was like a mutual thing and like Cor- again Corey Haim was like bisexual and he wanted to fuck a fool around with guys yeah so well dr- drug addiction really messes people up and I, I think it's probably topics like this is what <clears throat> made us go into a momentary shift of poor downloads and <laughs> We never do. We never do that before we get into it. We always save it for the end. So, so let's get yeah. let's get into people are like shit. I tune into Days and Confused, and this is what I got. Holy shit! Yeah. So yeah, we we have the Blu-ray. We're both rolling off the Criterion version of the Blu-ray, but we have it at the very beginning logo. There's a little guy comes dancing out under a G spotlight. It says Grand Mercy Pictures. You know, on the 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 text at the bottom of the screen it says Grand Mercy Pictures. It's 48 seconds on the uh, Criterion Blue. It might be a little bit sooner or later if you have the Universal Edition. But yeah, just wait. Just go where it says Grand Mercy Pictures. Pause it. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when I say go, hit play. You ready, Pat? Yep. All right, one, two, three, go. And uh, right away, we're, we're, the movie kicks off with some Aerosmith, baby. some sweet emotion I, I have flashback i felt like i was watching armageddon with our boy bruce willis and ben affleck for a second yeah this is actually uh i have this album this is off their uh, uh debut era uh, aerosmith self-titled album oh, i yeah. think it came because this film is like set in um 1976 i believe yeah. that album came out in 72 mm-hmm. but you know back then like especially when i was growing up my parents were both uh you know my mom was like 16 15 16 in 1972 and so this is like her era and stuff and so like a lot of the music like it all just blended together back then yeah, you, you know like it didn't. It wasn't like, oh, this didn't come out this year, so this is not hot. Like it was no. like, oh no, you know, oh Alice Cooper uh, that came out in seventy two or seventy three. They're still listening to it three, four years later. I mean, you know. Well, even when I was in high school in like the nineties and shit, I remember like when like that band Filter came out, like their album came out and they started touring or making videos, but they didn't really get popular until like their album was already out for a year. Same with Weezer, like. Like they were, they were all touring for two, three years off the the debut album. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the same. You know, like uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if you're a fan of Nine Inch Nails, but like their yeah. first album that came out in '89, and I mean that was still hot. Yeah. It's like '96, '97. Yeah, I was still listening. Know, the there, a lot of people were still listening to it, and when That's I was in high school, that's a great album. Yeah. yeah. Our, 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 well, yeah, our boy Lee Daniel is... that shot Suburbia shot this film too, baby. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that was the same uh, DP. Yeah. Uh, great, wow. No wonder I love the camera work in Suburbia, yeah. and of course this 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 is just great. And You know, the problem with a lot of um, <clears throat> movies from the 90s set in the 70s mm-hmm. is, like, it's like, okay, it's set in the 70s, but, like, it doesn't, like, I noticed Goodfellas, I was watching Goodfellas, which was a great film, mm-hmm. but, like, that's supposed to be in, like, the 50s in, into <laughs> yeah. the 70s, and, like, I can't really tell 
what era I'm in each time because like they, you know, they didn't get enough cars or and, yeah. you know, fucking Goodfellas probably had a bigger budget than this, and it's just like you look out into the high school parking lot and it's filled with classic yeah. cars, you know, like. You know, you know, you're watching a cheap period of piece, baby, when like they're in a place that should be crowded and there's like four cars instead of thirty. You know what I mean? Right. And then you're just doing like a bunch of close-ups and shit. At the beginning, yeah. we're just this is the last day of school, May twenty-eighth, nineteen seventy-six. But uh, I like this. Uh, this uh, who, who is this? Uncle Sam. Like they they painted his eyes all yeah, red. Yeah, Uncle a Sam. Joint. He's all blown out yeah. with a joint rolling out. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like what high school? Like what high school allowed all I this? Know. Like drug? There's like a pot leaf. Yeah. I mean, that might have been a later thing. Somebody yeah. came up there and did a doodle of a pot leaf in there, but like. Or maybe they, maybe it was Uncle Sam, and then they just graffitied it. Like, yeah, I think it was Uncle know. Sam. They graffitied. Here, here, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're meeting all the characters, but our boy Rory Car- Cochran playing Slater. Like every time I see this, I'm like, dude, he's just doing Brad Pitt and like True Romance. Like it's so fucking insane. Uh, yeah. Well, Rory's great. He never did anything like this again. No. He's in uh, Scanner Darkly. He's yeah. in a bunch of shit, and he never did anything similar to this role. No. And he was just like the perfect stoner. It's just like you, you. It's just like a uh, Jim Brewer in Half Baked and Jim Brewer. After listening to him in interviews, he's like, I've never smoked marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like what? what? Like you look stoned you, all the yeah. fucking time. Right. You still look stoned all the time. You sound stoned, and it's like, yeah, but um. So Rory's kind of got that going on too. Like yeah. he's just really good at it. I guess he's just hung around enough stoners that you know. Yeah. Interesting thing about all these cast members. I uh, when I got the because we were talking about this and I'm like, baby, I'm gonna get the 4K. I'm gonna go. I mean, we're watching. I'm watching the blue because I I've yet to get the 4K player, but I just thought it would be good to get that it was cheaper. It was just like I think the regular Blu-ray was just as much yeah, as the damn 4K. The so it's like just. Yeah, it's just like a no-brainer or whatever. But um, I was looking up all the actors, and the majority of the actors uh, in this actually were born the year that this takes place, right. 1976. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Because this movie um, was shot around 92, so, like, yeah, they would have yeah. been, you know. But, um, but yeah, here, here, the most famous actor in this entire cast right here, the, the guy with the long blonde hair and the Coke bottle glasses, do you know what he's from? No, but I was watching the the making of and stuff. Uh, I don't know what he was doing before this, and I haven't seen him. But um, yeah, I was watching the making of. I can't remember what they were saying. He else he had been in, but he was in that, right? He was in the making of thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he, well, he's he's the most famous for is uh, his name is Anthony Rapp. He's the one that brought down the Kevin Spacey acting empire. Oh, really? Yeah, when he was a fourteen year old okay, boy, was he was the, the one that Kevin Spacey okay. tried to lay down on the bed. Yeah, well, I just heard some stuff on NPR that, like, I, I knew he was being accused, he'd been accused of rape for a while, and then um, they were like, the trial in the UK is going forward, um, the, the the three men, and I was like, men? I didn't I didn't know that you were into men. Yeah. I thought these were, like, women, men? Uh, Kevin wow, Spacey, dude. he's rolling deep. Wow, Kevin. Me. You, you you like a rapist, but you a gay rapist. Like, oh, he's the, I don't know. I, it I sounds like, too, because uh, supposedly when that encounter happened, again, more topics to get, decrease listenership. But <laughs> just real quickly, supposedly Kevin Spacey was 26 at the time, and he was 14, and they were doing a Broadway play together, and there was an after party at Kevin Spacey's apartment. But he claims he got out. He, he ran out of the room like uh, before Kevin Spacey could make it happen, so... 
Yeah, I didn't know about that about him. I didn't really look into him too much. I was just wondering about, like, he did go on to, I think, another career, little bit of a acting career or whatever, yeah. but nothing major. No. But, Not like our boy Matthew McConaughey. Oh, no. Well, we have a lot of suburbia connections, though, because here here we have uh, Giovanni's sister. She's in this. Oh, that's Giovanni's yeah, sister? Marissa, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw her in the making of... That's the whole reason I got this yeah. Criterion set as opposed to just the Universal disc because um, I'm sure it's like the same quality transfer, but I wanted to watch that making of, which I wasn't super impressed with, but she, man, she's fucking hot still. Yeah. Like She's like a fine wine. She got Looks even hotter. Yeah, man. Got that, uh, what do you call it? Got that that Beck dick for a while, too. I don't know if they're still married oh, or really? not. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Honestly, all the chicks are hot in this movie. Like, every single fucking yeah. one. Like, I was I like, know. was this like a casting yeah. couch situation? Like, why are they so yeah, hot? Well, yeah, Harvey, Harvey, I don't know. This was this had some Miramax, right? No, like, this was, was the Universe. This, this is Alphaville, right? baby, under Universal. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't, Th- this I is actually the same production some... company as Mallrats, baby. Not Mall, yeah, Mallrats, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Gramercy did that. Yeah. But I just thought, because, like, I thought that there was some, like, Miramax money or, like, some Weinstein money involved in there, because everybody in these movies, these Gramercy movies, yeah. like, went out or worked with, you know, Miramax fucks. And, uh, well, what, what happened was, like, this, it was the casting office that was doing it for the Universal producers. They discovered a lot of these actors. Yeah, because like we have Joey Lauren Adams and shit, and then and then we have one of the London brothers. It's kind of like a dual feature. You could watch this and Mallrats and think the same guy stars in both, but it's actually not. It's the twin brothers, Jeremy and Jason London. I I didn't really know that until like a couple years ago. Actually, I didn't either. I always thought it was the same guy. Because you know what's weird is like not only are they twins, baby, but like they have the same voice exactly, like exactly. Yes, yes, they do. I just. And I didn't really like their hairdos are not the same, no. but I'm like, okay, well, his he got his hair, he grew his hair a little bit longer for, 70s, for the '70s, yeah. you know, '70s piece. But yeah, so, but um, uh, I think it was new was telling me like one of them's like a fucking drunk, yeah, or whatever. I don't, he, I don't he's know a real bad drunk, it, and he actually made a fake story. It's Jason. Uh, Jason London is, or is it Jeremy? It's Jeremy. It's, Jeremy's the one that gets in okay. trouble. The one that's like normal is this one that's in this Jason, movie yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like he he did some shit because i guess he was getting in trouble with the law or his wife or some shit was going on, so he made a fake story that he got kidnapped when he was on a crack binge is what happened <laughs> okay and it went in the news and they're like all oh, this actor's missing and then they found him and like no it was all bullshit so this uh this is actually um uh this whole thing with the paddling yeah. and stuff like that, Richard Linklater actually experienced this. Uh, I guess this was like a thing in Texas, okay. but I don't know that it was a thing anywhere else around the U.S. Yeah, I never so. heard about it. Like, I knew about paddles mm. from, uh, like, fraternities, like, in college, yeah. but I didn't know paddles was going on at high schools, too. Right. But he had this going on at his high school, and it was like, I guess there were other high schools that were doing this in, in Texas, so... It was completely normal to him, and he wanted to roll it, yeah. roll it into here. So. Some good character actors here. We got a board Cole Hauser playing the kind of dumb jock buddy, and then the the guy that I love in this movie, our boy Sasha Jensen, the the huge star of Halloween Four, and we we, yep. we talked about him a lot on a previous episode. I can't remember what movie it was. Don playing Don here yeah. in this film. Yeah, he's so good, and like he played like one of the guys who got turned into a vampire and uh, Buffy a vampire slayer. But like, yeah, that dude especially, it's, it's a shame he just disappeared. Like, like really, this movie was one of the last big movies he did before he disappeared. 
Yeah, that's too bad, too, because he's such a great actor, yeah. and I would love to see him come back. Um, I really liked him in uh, the Halloween, you know, Halloween. What was it? Uh, four. He was in uh, Four, but he wasn't, didn't, he got killed, right? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. He, four, he, he so had the he shotgun, and Jason took it, or not Jason, Michael Myers took it and, like, rammed it yeah. through him and shit on the stairs. Uh the one kid there that we follow around, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the uh, the Willie Wiley the, guy, Willie Wallace. Yeah, Willie Wiley. But yeah. yeah, I can't remember what what is, what is uh, Mitch, Mitch 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 yeah. in this. Uh, Willie Willie Wiley um, Wiley Wiggins. My sorry. Yeah, Wiley. Uh, he was in a film um, that I really liked that came out like right after this. Actually, it was like this film was why he got. And he's not like a big. Uh, he doesn't have a big role in it, but it also has Rory Cochran in it. And they must have had the same uh, uh, agent or something. Yeah. Is uh, I don't know if you ever saw Love in a Forty Five. I did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, and he's it's like you can see it's like what like pretty much like the next year. I think yeah. Like, I, th- I think know, this came. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think this came out in '93, and I think Love in a Forty Five can't either came out in '94 or real early '95 somewhere. Around yeah. There. In Love in the 45's got like Renee Zellweger. It's early. Yeah. I think it might be one of her early, her very early roles. And is uh, Renee Peter Zellweger in this movie, baby? Because I thought she was one of the girls sitting on one of the cars at the beer bash later. Somebody on. was saying yeah. that. I thought somebody was saying that she's in it. I'm gonna have to look back. But it's like here, literally but... just one shot, and I'll point it out when it comes up. But I swear, uh, it when just they're like her... hazing the girls. No, no, like like way later in the movie where they're at the moon tower at the beer bash. Oh, at the party. Yeah, she's yeah. sitting on a fucking like, and she, her face. Is turn sideways so you can't really tell but it looks just like how she did in yep. texas chainsaw says, next generation i'm looking at and it says renee zellweger plays nezzy white yeah. she actually had a character name mm-hmm. so i don't think she gets any dialogue yeah though, so. unless i missed her so during the must, hazing but she might be there they too. must all had like the same uh casting yeah. agent ended up in uh, love in a 45 because yeah. you know rory and then um and then wiley yeah. uh yeah, they must all got the same casting. Agent, Pretty much so. everybody from Chasing Amy's in this movie: Ben Affleck, Joey Lauren yep. Adams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except Kevin Smith, he's not. Because at the up. end they show the name. Yeah, Kevin Smith's not. In it. J- Jason Lee's not in it. That's kind of, he would have worked though, man. Like Jason Lee would have been fucking great in this, even just like a small role. Isn't it weird to think though that because you know how we talked about um, Kevin Smith was inspired by Slacker, but like at the time Richard Linklater mm. was making this movie, Kevin Smith was still just working in a convenience store right yeah that is weird but what you're saying too with the cinematography like this does look like a 70s movie like both the film stock the lighting and also the the angles and shit it's it's not cut hyper quick like a goofy 90s high school movie would be you know well you know during the making of it sounds like there was a little bit of pre-production but it was it sounded link later made it sound like everything was rushed yeah and let me just say, like, I don't want to, like, get off too much. I mean, we are kind of staying on topic here. But, like, honestly, it would take, like, Quentin Tarantino's dead uh, some, th- you know, like, with, and I love uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But it took him, like, five, six years to think about that yeah. and develop it. Whereas, like, this sounded like it was rushed. And Linklater was able to pull all this off seamlessly, pretty much seamlessly, a yeah. period piece. Uh, and, you know what I mean? And even get the film, whereas, like, Quentin Tarantino would have to do like two years of fucking research to get the film stock Qu- right. Quentin Tarantino would have to go into his uh, bomb bunker in Israel to figure it out for seven for years. For five years. Yeah, yeah five, seven years to, to fill, figure out the logistics and Linklater is just like, boom, boom. But honestly, though, here's the thing, though, about this is uh, Quentin Tarantino, this isn't, 
He, uh, Quentin Tarantino, it says right here on the legacy of Wikipedia, it says Quentin Tarantino included this on his list of 10 greatest films of all time in 2002 sight and sound poll. So, like, he believes this is, like, the 10 greatest film, like, in the top 10 greatest films ever made. Wow. So, he's showing respect, at least. Like, he's like, wow, Linklater is a better director than me. I would... I, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, maybe, yeah, I don't know, like, I know... It's... I, I think he is. I think he's a better, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know... I mean, I don't, I don't think... Say, I don't want to shit on Tarantino, no, I don't want to get on shit no, on Tarantino or anything. about like, Tarantino, but... Yeah. I, I do think Linklater, like back i don't know what he, the fuck he's doing now i just i don't i think it's just like a personal thing to why he's stalled his career stalled i don't think i think it's him maybe he stalled his own career or whatever and he's probably because he's just satisfied or i think whatever. he's he just not cared about know, commercial but... shit yeah, yeah. I, I just noticed the first time all the times i've seen this i just noticed parker posey was sitting there like you couldn't even tell it was her because it's mostly her back in the camera. classroom yeah but like she had her cigarette out just waiting for the bell to ring so she could go outside <laughs> and smoke which like that that, right. that was like legit shit like even when i was in high school yeah. Yeah, my mom told me about how they had, like, these, um, at her school, uh, they had, like, these smoking boxes yeah. and shit out, out on, like, the yard that were designated smoking areas for students to go out and smoke it was, in. It's, like, like, they still didn't have the designated, because I know Kevin Smith talked about, like, oh, when he went back to his high school years later, like, as a visit, you know, because he was famous, he's like, oh, do the kids still smoke out here? And they're like, no, we don't allow any smoking. Like, smoking yeah. was technically not allowed in my school, but there was this weird, like, inside kind of I don't know what courtyard that was really small where like the kids would run out there and smoke real quick before the teachers could see them. <laughs> but I don't even think they would really That's get crazy. demerits or anything. Just be like, put that shit out, go to class. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. But back when my mom was in school, they didn't, they were yeah, like, everybody smoke in the designated area. Yeah. It's really like the first 15 minutes of the movie. I'm looking at the running time here, but I really do like this, the, the, the part, the small part of the movie. That's like before class lets out, you know what I mean? Like, like, well, they, of course, they picked the Alice Cooper uh, schools out, out yeah. which he, which Linklater said was like kind of cliche yeah. and stuff, and he didn't really want it there. But then he was like, it worked, and it's like it does. It work, does the dude. movement Just, of all the kids trying to get away on their bike and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's not actually cliche. Like I, it works, and when it works, it works. Everything yeah. just flows together. Is this the kid that the the brother here that's driving? Is he the kid from um the what is it that? Was that the Cure or whatever? That that one oh, movie from the 90s? I don't think so, because I think that was Brad Renfro and Joseph Mazzello. Oh, that was Brad yeah. Renfro. Okay. That kid kind of looks like Brad he Renfro. He does, though. but Renfro would have been yeah. younger at this point. That's true, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the girls' hazing is actually worse than the boys getting spanked with the paddle, to be honest with you. Yeah, because they're like humiliated and degraded and stuff. But it's but it's only like one time, except yeah. for Parker Posey tries yeah. to pull that. Parker shit Posey's out, like out the the, party. the female yeah. Ben Affleck, where she wants to haze yeah. all the time. Pretty much, yeah. And this is like one of like this is the big like I don't know Mallrats. Yeah, Ben Affleck was like a douchebag yeah. in that. But this is like his standout breakout like douchebag role. Yeah, this like. is what got him start. Well, he even said that like yeah, after he did Mallrats, he was like, "Damn, is that all I'm going to be? Is just a fucking you know bully douchebag guy?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think he got that because he's tall. I think I think Ben Affleck's like six foot four, so it just made sense for him to be playing these bully roles early on. You know. Yeah. He works. I yeah. mean, I've never, I haven't seen him play. It's not even his uh, asshole character here is not even the same as the the no. Mallrats one. That guy is kind of like a douchey preppy guy. Where yeah. this guy is like a Billy badass. Like yeah. everybody knows this guy like works on his car and like 
you yeah. know, once he gets a few beers in him, like this guy will beat anybody. He'll he'll like tear his shirt like, off. Like this guy's kind of more like a loser guy. Where like in the in the sad loser guy, whereas the mall rats, he's like right. fucking a lot of girls, and like that's where he that's where he gets because you know you know there's always there's different guys when you're in high school, college age, around that time. Whether you go to college or not, you, you the you know early twenties, whatever. Like like there's those guys that get off on being bullies and being tough, but then there's the other type of guys who like. Like they all their self esteem comes with like they got to be fucking a new girl every week and a half. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Not to say this Ben Affleck's character here yeah. didn't get laid. He probably I mean, had a girlfriend that he fucked indicated. all the time. Yeah. Okay, this always weird me out, and I think I finally figured it out. But like, I was like, is this a fake door? What's with this front door of this house? Like, it's like a closet door. It's like a door. You... It's like a cabana. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a cabana like a door. Bungalow. But I finally saw it this time. Is I you can see there's another door that's like swung open behind it. So I think this weird like cabana. It's closet, like a screen it's a door. Screen door. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's still yep. weird that there's like no window. You can't really see out of it. Like unless I think those maybe those op- those slats open up, but I don't see anything yeah, to open like, it. You're right. Yeah. The kid's mom comes out with the shotgun. Leave my son alone. <laughs> But yeah, I always like it. Always fucked with me, and just this this time, I finally noticed. Okay, there's a door swung open behind it. I was like, okay. Yeah, you got to see it in HD, baby. You got to see it in high definition. You get to see, watching it on so, VHS so I, for years. I, yeah, like my, the first time I owned this movie, the first time I saw it, yes, was on VHS. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't remember this coming out in the theater. Like I remember seeing the soundtrack and like record stores and shit like on cd and stuff but i don't really remember at all this movie coming out so like the first time i saw it i rented it, it was probably when i when i was in college probably like four years after it came out i was like oh this movie's fucking awesome you know it's so 70s but uh the first time i owned it was actually on hd dvd and i had that for years and that's all there was and then the criterion blue came out and i got that but uh i got a from universal loyalty points i got the digital code baby and i'm ashamed to say it. i actually watched this film last night on digital and now I'm rewatching it on the Criterion Blue, and the Criterion Blue blows it away. So, like, yeah, like I would actually say it's a, a market improvement from the Universal transfer to the Criterion transfer. Yeah, the first time I uh, saw this was like it would probably would have been like '95. Mm-hmm. I believe it was '95. Whenever it hit the movie chain, we had um, I don't know. I probably watched it on like HBO or Cinemax or something. Whenever it hit the movie channels. And um, I remember it come, I was like watching. I was like, "Wow, this is fucking cool." Yeah. And uh, and then I kept anytime it came on, I was like, "I gotta watch it." And I remember I was sitting there with my dad watching it, and he's like, "He was like, oh, this is cool. This is like my era." And then he's like, "What's up with this paddling stuff?" Yeah. And I'm like, "I don't know. I just assumed this is what y'all did back <laughs> yeah. then." And he's like, "I never heard of this. What the hell yeah. is this?" So that kind of like he didn't he didn't really he really liked the whole thing like he thought it captured the 70s really yeah. well and um in the soundtrack and like it, it really kind of was like time traveling him back yeah. to this era it was so done effectively but yeah the paddle thing was just weird and like he didn't understand that whole aspect so maybe that took him out a little bit yeah. but because it does run throughout the whole movie, pretty much. Right. Like, the girls here, they get ketchup, mustard, oats thrown on them. They get dog mm-hmm. collars on them. They have eggs. To, yeah, they have eggs. They have to fry, like, bacon. They have to get on their knees yeah. and propose to guys and shit. But, like, yeah, like, their night's pretty much over. Like Whereas, like, Ben Affleck like, and all them other guys, they're just driving around their cars getting drunk on night looking for kids to paddle and shit. 
Yeah, Matthew, here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. We haven't seen Matt. Well, maybe I'll just wait. I'll wait, yeah. baby, till, Matt, till, till Matthew McConaughey hits the screen because, like, he is the showstopper. He's oh, the yeah. scene stealer. Like, this guy was just supposed to be, like, a little bit role, and he, like, stole the movie. I, I think that uh, for a huge ensemble cast, like, I think the three best characters are Rory Cochran, Sasha Jensen, and then Matthew McConaughey. Like, those are the three best. And J- Jason London's great, He, he is like, really good. He really uh, yeah. anchors it like actually being like a yes. cool guy we should say too his character's name is william floyd but he gets the nickname william pink floyd oh uh, pink floyd <laughs> yeah because yeah, i mean everyone's like the, the yeah this is like dark side of the moon yeah. era of, uh, that's when that come out in 73 74 yeah. 73, so. I think, yeah. but it's but it's like three years later and this is yeah. still the hottest I fucking know. album that everybody wants to listen I to i mean to know? be fair it, it, it was even when i was in high school so it, to be fair, it, it's it is it's probably one of the great. It's like probably in the top ten greatest fucking rock album. I mean, yeah. I dude, I got I got the vinyl, dude, and it's original. It's like original fucking pressing of it. So yeah. it's missing the stickers, baby. It's got oh. the poster in it, but it's missing the. Fu- I've been searching around for a complete one with the stickers, but you know, so back then the, those kids couldn't help but take yeah. them stickers. They're like, okay, I'm gonna hang shit. the poster, yeah. but I'm gonna put those stickers in my locker. Yeah. You know, like wasting away. Time is getting <laughs> Yeah, Pink Floyd's good. I like Pink Floyd. Yeah. There, I mean, honestly, there wasn't that much shitty music from this time period until disco rolled in. So. Yeah, and there's even some of the disco was like deep, yeah, like decent. decent yeah. Like, yeah, there's some songs. Um, Ring my bell is haunting. Yeah. I don't know what it is about. It's like it, got this ominous. Because her voice like, sounds almost, like a ghost voice. Yeah, it's almost like a witch. Yeah. A witch came up with it and stuff, and it's some kind of like they're casting. A, she's casting a spell on. You know what? You know what fucking song I like is actually Funky Town. I like that intro. That like electronic yeah. synth intro. It's actually cool. okay. Mm. Maybe you see this. It's Hitchcock's family plot playing in the background, but you never see the building. Yep, Are they the outside their fa- their like neighborhood theater or a drive-in or what? It's a drive. It's a drive. It's a. It's like a drive-in, okay. dude. I think that's what I got from it just the way the sign because even back like in the 90s um when we used to go down state uh and we go to the this one particular it's out of it's like they went out of business the lot's still there and stuff this is the first drive-in i went to and there are signs like that and i've been to a few other drive-ins like around the country and stuff like any chance i can get to go to a drive-in dude like i will go yeah and the signs usually look like because they're from the seven a lot of them are like the fucking sign like that big sign right there is like you know they put that out they erected in the 70s probably or maybe late 60s so you know they just paint it you know when it starts getting the paint starts chipping but you know it's really weird though baby but like you know they filmed this movie real early 90s you know i i I went to high school in the early to mid 90s i graduated the mid 90s literally 95 is when i graduated high school but i remember when i was a kid like a lot of shit like buildings commercial buildings whatever like even houses like everything was still from the 70s all the way till like the late i wouldn't even say till like the very early 2000s people started tearing shit down and building new modern shit right yeah i mean a lot of the stuff you know that i i mean i grew up with uh panel board and shit and that was like notorious in the 80s but it really got fashion you know it started in the 70s the house i grew up in was like panel board all over the place as a matter of fact if i ever hit the lottery baby Mm -hmm. like i might have a whole room 
where I'm gonna bring I'm gonna import that retro '70s fucking oh, panel awesome. board pattern from my house I grew up in, be so that I can like get in the nostalgia. And I'm gonna have like a tube TV in there and get some shag rug, like carpet put mm-hmm. down and stuff. And what do you mean yeah, if man. you win the lottery? Come on, baby, it's only a matter of time. That's, it's, <laughs> it's faded. <laughs> it, it, it is oh, the universe. You're ready to receive. I, I'm ready to receive. <laughs> Our fortunes are coming. I got it. All I know is I gotta have one of them flower pots and like the macrame, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hanging by the window. Yeah. It's gotta be it's gotta look like it's like seventy eight to like eighty five. Yeah. I want one of these chairs. I, love that chair yeah, I was gonna say sitting. I want one of those chairs yeah, that's baby. like a booth that you and, sit in. And the mushroom looking ottoman yeah, and stuff. Yeah, dude. Like bad. I need that chair at, uh I also need that chair in this retro room, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I know there was ones like that too back then they had speakers in them as well. I don't think yes. that one does, but I've seen ones ahead of that. Yeah. So he got yeah. the dark side of the moon poster. Maybe. So we, we yep. got to talk about this guy. Uh, I think Pickman is his, or Pickford is his name. Yeah. Yep. And his Pickford. girlfriend is a feature action film star, Mila Jovovich. And she was like yep. super young. I can't remember. She was like 16, 17 when they filmed this. But uh, I don't know if you know this behind the scenes drama, baby. Like when this movie was done filming, that guy and Mila ran off and got eloped. And then f- I didn't know about that, but I know he like did not gel yeah. uh, with the rest of the cast, and yeah. he's he had a larger role. And actually, that's why Matthew McConaughey got a bigger role because like nobody liked him, and so they like they like ba- basically Linklater like squashed his role down a lot shorter. It, so. It's weird because yeah, he has a lot of dialogue early on, and then like once they start driving around, like he's there, but he doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I bet you he like had. I bet you they like nixed him from the set because he was causing tension and shit pretty early which is weird because i mean dude it's like i know i was a dumb dickhead when i was like in my early 20s but if i was on a film set dude and i'm i'm like filming scenes that i know are if i do well are going to be you know edited into a feature-length film be seen in cinemas all around the country i would not be like pulling some asshole move you know what i mean i heard i heard it was either like uh it was either ben affleck or jason london like almost got into a fight with him actually yeah. i think it was like jason london was like they, were, they had to break up a fist fight because they i don't know what the fuck so yeah so he eloped he, with what? uh mila he's great though he is really he's good he's he's, he's like the he's good suburban cool, stoner man. who's like you know yeah. but uh but yeah like uh and then mila's mom had to go get that fake uh, or had to get that marriage annulled or whatever to to get her away from but she was she like 16 or i think she was too? i think she was yeah she had an album come out around this time too like there was a time where like Me- Mila did? yeah like they played the oh, video wow. like if you can look them up like uh, i forget what the name of the, the one song is it's got, it's got a black and white video and it's like it's actually kind of a cool tribute song like i remember her doing her her like uh whatever debut single on conan o'brien show and shit and like i i remember when i knew mila more from music than that but the i believe that's the only album she ever did so she's really playing the guitar. Yeah, she then, is. It's, it's legit. Story, yeah. Right? yeah, I just thought that was odd. The whole I didn't know that whole backstory and yeah. stuff on her being a musician. So, but yeah, this whole thing with Kiss and everything, yeah. like, and I heard like the whole thing, like they were, I like, guess they, the original plot was that they stole a Ronald McDonald statue mm-hmm. from a McDonald's because this was like a real story, yeah. and then they made that statue into Kit into like Gene and and Paul and stuff. Yeah. They made these statues up. But um, it works, though. I can see why he kept it in, because they were like, he's like, yeah, they told us that, you know, McDonald's wasn't going to let us do that or whatever. But we still kept this whole thing. But it, like, works because, like, everybody was like, yeah, kiss, man. Gene Simmons, the tongue, you know, like, that's just, like, yeah. goes hand in hand with the 70s. That's why I like um, 
Detroit Rock City. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that it's like a Kiss vehicle, but like, yeah. it's just like it just totally like it's, it's not fun. not it's it's realistic yeah. that everybody was like into that you know yeah. into that band or was aware of that band it was part of pop culture so i mean they were even big in the early 80s my cousin was still into them right like had posters up in the early 80s so yeah yeah th- th- we actually got our first glimpse of makani but we don't know who he is they just showed his car pulling into the like the hamburger mm-hmm. place but you don't know who really yep, who he is notch. yeah which yeah. I gotta say, when this movie goes into like the the chunk of the movie where they're all just driving around in cars, like I think probably the way this was sold and pitched, and for sure what it feels like is like, you know, the '70s version of American Graffiti. You know what I mean? That's what uh, Linklater was kind of trying to say yeah. that he was doing like some kind of, but like I also now that I watch now I'm because I watch this a few, but I just had this realization because I, I didn't really like it so much. I've I've come to grow a little bit warmer to it. But I do. I still think that needs to be cut down in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I think mm. that Tarantino was trying to pull off some Linklater oh, cruising yeah. shit oh, yeah. here, but, and not just that. You're talking, you know, American Graffiti too. He yeah. was trying to do that, but like his was just too drunk. It was like a little much. It's like okay, okay. Like I don't need to see every character drive around in their car, bro. I, like I, I need to see. I gotta you know, be honest with you. When it comes to that movie in particular, that's my favorite part of it like the favorite aspect of it i suppose some of the people were telling me that and i i watch it at least um every month or every couple of months that's how much mm-hmm. i like the film and i've 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 kind of like appreciated it because like i want to see the longer version and stuff and like i hate when it's like over and stuff like that yeah. so like I, I it is one of those movies where i just like want it to keep playing was yeah, it the, those driving scenes though, Bat? Wasn't that the only way he could actually like show the city the way it was? Because I know they used CGI to redo yeah. the Van Eyes driving and all that. I didn't know that he. Where did you hear that? Because there's like not even a fucking. There's not even a, a featurette or whatever. Like, where did you? Because um, what I understand is like I watched this guy, that guy that does the Dearly Departed, yeah. and he was doing stuff out on the street where there was still like stuff from him making the movie, like changing stuff. He was taking people on a tour around L.A. and like different places and stuff where he had actually built like real stuff. Where did you hear that? That he used CGI for the Van Eyes? I don't think he did. I no, think he, he did because it doesn't exist anymore. Like I know what's there. Like I've, I've been. You're sure there. he didn't build? Because you know, uh, well, also Spawn Ranch doesn't exist, but he built a, a he built Spawn Ranch up uh, a little ways away at where another um, movie ranch was that had burned down actually i don't i don't think it's physically possible because the entrance like uh watch uh new year's evil baby that's it that that's the van nuys drive-in so 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 watch it yeah baby watch van nuys uh uh drive-in and and new year's evil when when evil pulls into there and you can see the sign and match it with the uh thing like it looks it i won't say it looks digital like it looks fake in once upon a time in hollywood but but it's it's obviously like a motion control shot because they use the crane shot and shit to show the drive-in and stuff Behind. I would think that he made he he rebuilt he rebuilt that sign. I think so, because I, I I don't think you could get the painting like that fucking close. But he rebuilt. Okay, this isn't the only thing he he rebuilt. Like I don't know, I could probably go through the list, but he rebuilt Spawn Ranch, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you that he rebuilt it to spec. I've seen enough photographs. I did a whole article in uh, Sleaze Fiend on Spawn Ranch and what was filmed out there and stuff. I had tons of photos. He rebuilt that. It was in a different location. But he rebuilt that. Um, the studio when he picks up. Um, 
uh, when when Brad Pitt picks up Leo after uh, after he was doing like the TV show or whatever, like the studio there, like there's a bunch of posters mm-hmm. or like stuff on the walls that was all really there. Like, um, yeah, dude, there's just like, like uh, that one little. Uh, it's like, man, I can't remember what that one shop is where it's got all the psychedelic stuff. He like put, um, he he like he built like outer things to. I mean, obviously he's not recreating the interior of a lot of these places, but he went and like did stuff on through the exterior and made like I don't know facades or whatever. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if he actually re like a sign. Come on, man, like a sign. You think I, that he's? He I, would, I found a, he I found an article that has all the locations. And, and again, we gotta yeah. get we gotta get back. Oh, they they finally got I Mitch know. after his baseball game. They're paddling the shit out of That's him. That's right. We're still in the heavy paddling uh, era of. Uh, uh, I saw it in the description, but this this article, of course, nothing scrolls like nice anymore. Yeah, no, we need to. I know. I, I feel like you did. I thought you covered it though. So it's too bad that you didn't have me on when you covered uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because you, sh- you should have, baby, because like, I'm like a uh, huge fan. I mean, we didn't like... do it for this for this podcast, though, baby. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. That was for an offshoot bullshit thing. Oh, okay, maybe we could then. It's yeah, because I'm like... And I... And I'm so and I'm so up on Spawn Ranch and that like whole history and like I could even tell you who the characters are based off of and like, man, I got gold for so the back backstory on that. The so. Paramount Drive-in and South LA doubles for the old Van Nuys Drive-in, a Valley Haunt that any, was demolished sometime any, in the late 1990s. But there's no. But here's the thing, though, baby. There's no picture of that giant that not only that giant wall that they would have built to to you know make the uh the mural but also the artwork there's not one photo of it in real life so i take i take that back there is some featurette stuff about the cars and like building the sets and there is one of uh, with footage and then i've seen photos of them building the spawn ranch um movie set or whatever but yeah you're right i never saw no photos or anything about the van nuys sign so i just i just think that it's crazy that he would like spend all this time building these facades and doing stuff like all around town and this stuff was like it was because of covid Mm -hmm. um so like these tours i saw they were like yeah because of covid the stuff hasn't been taken down but a bunch of people were like we like it yeah we, we don't want we you don't to take it down because yeah you've time traveled us back to another era so yeah I don't know. It's 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 weird. Let's see. But yeah, we uh while you're looking on that, we are, we got uh London is uh is is taking home Mitch and uh he's buddy buddying up with him. He's gonna give him a ride home in his uh I don't know, he's got his muscle car or whatever. And uh and then uh yeah, he's basically invites uh him to party with all the uh with all the seniors. And uh, he's gonna be—he's gonna become one of the cool kids. But uh, yeah. Let's see. Okay, they built a miniature baby. There is a picture of it. Somebody has it after filming. It looks like they see? filmed it on like a. a, a it wasn't CGI. It, it was a miniature. It's built to one. That's not even Tarantino's way. I know it's built to one twenty-fourth scale. But it looks CGI when you see it in the movie, though, because like way he drives by it, like they don't really show it good. But yeah, I, I have the pictures now. It, it it he didn't build it at, at the actual drive-in. They they photo whatever you call it, not Photoshop, but they composited it in. See, baby, I had to fact check your statement because that didn't even sound right. I have never, I don't know that I'm, I'm aware of any time 
that Quentin Tarantino has ever used CGI. Yeah. I, I don't think there's been ever a time that that's ever been done. There's one photo. Of the, yeah, there's one photo of the model of it, baby. Yeah, see? So, yeah, but I had a feeling because I never heard about Van Nuys. I mean, you would have told me, yeah, yeah. there's Van Nuys driving, and like I had a feeling that that did not exist any longer. Yeah. So, because I've I've been to the area where where it's at, and there's different stuff there um, now, but um, I knew there I I knew like from the theater, even the history of the theater in the area I used to go to. I was like, oh, this is where the drive-in used to be, and then like, but I didn't know I didn't like actually know what the drive-in looked like or what it was until maybe I looked up photos. But to, I remember when I saw New Year's Eve, I was like, oh shit, that's the Van Nuys drive-in. And then when I saw Once Upon a Time, I was like, oh, shit, there it is again. But, like, I knew it didn't exist anymore, so. Right. Yeah. This, you know, we got some more more American graffiti. I was going to say, this is purely. Van Nuys Boulevard shit, yeah, too. Van Nuis oh, Boulevard, yeah, Van Nuys Boulevard actually is a remake of a ripoff of, uh, 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 of American, American graffiti. graffiti. But, yeah, that, that yeah. scene, that was, like, so. It was actually Nicky Cat the first time we seen him. That's why I said his character is, like, so similar in uh, Suburbia to his character in here. So he's like super skinny in this one, but like yeah, where he's pulling yeah. up next to them girls, that was so like Harrison Ford pulling up to the girls or whatever. American Graffiti. Parker Posey's hot. Joey Lauren Ives hot. The mm-hmm. blonde—I don't know her name—but the blonde girl super hot in this movie. She's—I I tried to look her up because I was like, man, that girl is so hot. What I else? Know. And she's just great. And I'm yeah. like, what else did she do? And she doesn't look like she did any. This is like this is it. This is like how did you not get like pulled for other? Just like you're cute as fuck. Like I don't understand how your career didn't take off. But it's it's wild though that this was just like I know it was Gramercy Pictures, but it you know, came out through Universal and shit. But like there's a time where like regular movie theaters, shopping mall movie theaters, were playing movies like this. I feel like really like the mid '90s and especially going in the late '90s is where Hollywood started getting really shittily commercial and just not putting out small movies like this anymore. You know? Yeah, but this made him a shit ton of money, dude, and still making lots of money. Like, this... was this a hit, dude? dude if you I, did I didn't a, see if the you box office. If you did a road show with this motherfucker, oh, yeah. I bet you would put butts in seats like all day long. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if you were like, we're going to bring it out for, I mean, what is it? Uh, Some well, this, 30th anniversary. This year would be, what, 30 years? Yeah, they should have done it this summer. We've done a lot of 30-year anniversaries on this show recently, and I didn't even know it at the time we recorded the episode. Yeah. But we just had a realization, so now we know. This is a 30-year anniversary podcast, baby, for this movie. Mitch's yeah. ass recovered. Now he's jumping into water. Remember this shit, baby, yeah. from Cars, where the person had to lean forward and lean that seat forward yeah. so you could get in the back? Remember that shit? Well, that was the muscles being two-door yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But but the, but the it's not like like a little four-banger like no. from back in the day. Like it like the back seat's all like fully roomy yeah. in them. It was just like a two-door, and it was just like big. Like the door's big. Yeah. Like, it, it was, was like super big. long and big, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we get Matthew McConaughey here, and I mean, just everything, every piece of that. And apparently, like a lot of this wasn't even written. Like yeah. he just ad libbed this shit, and it's just like, I don't know, man. I'm just wondering why Matthew McConaughey didn't, um, he didn't become like a fucking director or screenwriter himself. Because yeah. like, man, I, the guy's brilliant. It like, seemed like that's I, what I he was kind of doing, studying in college, though. It seemed like he wasn't oh, just was studying he? acting. I thought like he, a film student. Yeah, I thought he was studying yeah. like filmmaking as well. I love the Emporium logo there, yeah. dude. It's just like, dude. And then, the, this shot, like, dude, when they walk yeah, in the... This yeah, this is like pure 70s, this fucking shot. The shot of them walking into the place. 
and the mu and the, the, the fucking music's perfect yeah. and stuff like uh what is this uh, deep purple is this highway highway star no this is the hurricane is that song here comes the hurricane, the hurricane. yeah that's perfect but it's funny perfect. though because mcconaughey's like i'm thinking about going back to junior college where all the girls are at it's like dude you could just come into this fucking pool hall every saturday night right. if you wanted to this hit on young girls yeah. i just love like dude like that uh painting behind behind the ski ball fucking table yeah. there like i don't know what that is like it's just Everything in here is just so psychedelic, dude. Like, if I had my choice, like, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna paint my house up. I want to decorate my house when I when I win the win the win the lottery. And like, I'm gonna be like, just watch Dazed and Confused. That's what I want. Uh, my walls. Look, just do like the screen shot pronounce. Like, yeah, do this, baby. Pretty much, just make my whole house look like the fucking Emporium from Dazed and Confused. You could definitely do a basement just like this. And then the ju- and then it'll be a jukebox in there, and it'll basically have like all the super seventies, fucking all yeah. the best hits and stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They'll be like, "Oh, it's all retro. Where's like the new stuff?" I'm like, no, "There ain't no there new stuff no. on this jukebox, baby. It's it's classic from 1970, 1970 to 1979 is everything. Well, 77." Because then 78, 79 was we were hitting disco pretty heavy. Did you so. notice these statues? Like, like literally while the opening credits were on, like Jason London sits down on the tailgate of this truck with Joey Lauren Adams, and you see, yeah, and they're actually under they're the under tarp. the tarp, but nobody says anything about that. Like, oh, yeah, I did notice that even early, like yeah. probably the third time I ever saw this movie. It was I'm actually like, last oh. night I, I noticed. I was like, oh shit, those are the statues. Like, but they never show yeah. anybody ever, ever you know. I like this Brad Pitt what? moment here. Thanks. Like, you cool, man? Okay, hell oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, uh, well, well, Mila Jovich's character was still like painting him up earlier yeah. after the after parents found out that the party was going on. So I don't know if they were even finished. Yet. No, they weren't. She was, like, they putting, weren't. Yeah, she hadn't done yeah. the makeup. Yeah, the kiss makeup. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny though. The one dude's a drummer, and they they turn him into. Uh, to uh gene it's like shouldn't that have been yeah. uh peter yeah that's that that is kind of i don't know whatever. of course the squares show up at the party that got canceled yeah <laughs> isn't it weird though that those two guys like hang out with that girl but like nobody's hitting like they have like no interest in her like i thought that was weird for like two guys who can't get any girls like why don't they hit on the girl that they always hang out with because she seems cool i you just know? like assumed that uh yeah i just assumed that uh that was like their friend from like elementary yeah. school and they've just been friends with her and like they just don't look at her like that it's like one of the bros or whatever i guess so I did think that, and then, and then it's weird because they're like, uh, when Matthew McConaughey starts hitting on her and stuff, and then they're like all weirded yeah, out like, oh. and stuff. Yeah, like, oh, we didn't even think of you as a girl. Yeah, you have a vagine. Like, we never would have known. Yeah, we're too busy blowing <laughs> each other. Yeah, I think it's funny that the stoner dude's name is Slater. I was like, is that is that like an homage to Christian Slater? Like. Yeah, that's weird. He doesn't really look like, and I don't know. It's just got this whole. And Slater has this buddy. I think. I think he just has to wear the hat because his hair is not really long. I think he's probably wearing a wig. But like, yeah, he is wearing a wig because I saw him on the behind the scenes featurette thing, and he's like doesn't have long hair actually. So it's actually in there. But did you notice Slater's uh, stoner buddy? And and look how Slater and his stoner buddy are sitting in the car because like a couple shots later they're going to be reversed. They're going to be sitting on different sides. But um. 
Yeah, his like stoner buddy who was like showing how to make the bong in shop class early in the movie. Like that. That's right. Like that dude like hangs around, but I I don't think he really has any like lines like ever. No, he doesn't. And I was like, when I saw that scene, actually here recently when I got the um, uh, Criterion, I was like, oh, that's the kid from the at the beginning when he was like, yeah, you're getting too much air through the bong. He's trying to make the homemade yeah. bong. And He's stuff. like, you gotta and put like, some oh, gum wow. at the bottom, seal it up. Right. <laughs> Not even glue, just put some gum. No, I thought this was kind of lame that these kids at this, this junior high dance, like their friend is actually making out with a girl and they're like, it's time to go, come on. Like when when have you ever pulled your friend away from a girl to be like... Well, first of all, he's such a sucker too. I'd have been yeah. like, no, I'm going to get laid yeah. tonight. Fuck you guys. I'm not, what am I going to go out to the wilderness and get paddled yeah. all night just to go drink a Obanian's going to paddle my out. ass hard yeah. instead of making out Fuck with a girl. That. I'm going to hide out back here for the night and at least get, like, one night of fucking, you know. And it was weird that they had a makeout room at this, like, uh, rec center where they had this junior high dance. Like, like they're just letting the kids go in that blacklight room and make out. Like, Yeah. That is pretty cool, man. Yeah. The 70s were pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think the only misstep they did was they should have got Matt Dillon in this movie. Who would he have played, though? He'd have been, like, he'd have been in his, like, what? 30s by then uh, by this probably time, 20s right? like tw- this like around the 20s? time singles came out where he had like the long hair and he was like the the grunge seattle guy so i mean he couldn't have played one of the high school kids i mean he he could have definitely been wooderson but he might have played yeah. somebody else like one of the football coaches or something then we wouldn't have gotten matthew mcconaughey though That's like true. he'd probably be like fucking pumping gas or something i was gonna say did you ever see that role. music video from like maybe 10 or 12 years ago where he played wooderson again it's like from a no-name band guy too and it, oh, yeah and it's i it, didn't even know i'm not even aware of this. he looks just like i mean he's like made up and everything like wooderson again and he's like has dialogue in it and he comes into this bar and like the song's playing and shit and it's like it's like a no-name band that he did it for too i was like was this one of his friends music project or like whatever yeah I like, I wonder, like, you know, it'd be great is if Linklater sat down and was like, because I was wondering where, like, all these characters ended up. I'd like yeah. to, where Tarantino is getting into the novelization shit, like, I would like to, um, uh, I would like to see, like, a novelization of, like, after this night mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know, maybe even, like, what happened to them all and everything. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of think about these characters a lot and, yeah. like, what their lives so ended good. up being like. And he was yeah. all about doing those sequels, like how he did the one with the Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. He did three of those. You could have easily have done, like, one of these, like, a sequel to this, like, 15, 20 years later. You could do it now and set it in the early 2000s. Do like an 80s or 80s version even. Yeah. I think they could get away with that. You know, I I meant to tell you, it seemed like it was almost like this movie. I wanted to see it, but then like it never came to my local theater. But that uh, Everybody Wants Some movie that was about the high school, not uh, high school, I think they were college baseball players. He did that in like around 2011, 2012, something like that. I still fucking never saw that movie. I never saw it either. I haven't seen a lot of his later latter day yeah. stuff really. I look and then, and then when we did a suburbia, I like, looked at his IMDb and I'm like, oh, yeah. I some of the stuff I there's a couple things I recognize, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like it just like I wish he'd done more like 70s air. Like you don't have to do exactly this, but it'd been cool yeah. if you did some more movies set in the 70s. Like you're really. Like you're good at it. I know. Like you got to fucking, you got to, and you were from, you remember that era? Like, yeah. You got motherfuckers out here trying to like do '70s movies that weren't even, 
like living in that era. And that's why he's so spot on with everything. Yeah. Because this is like, he's got a really good memory on, on everything, the clothes. And like, I would, I would have to do like fucking probably five years to try to even yeah. write a story. You have to go like in Tarantino's bomb bunker in Israel to figure hmm. it out. I mean, I probably could and stuff like that. And of course, like, I don't know, my roommate, you know, he's, he he went into the service in 77 he he remembers 76 like it was yesterday and no of course my mom so you know when i asked my mom about shit she's like oh i don't i don't remember but i'm like yeah what did the girls like my mom used to wear like this i guess they used to wear these like cape things like this <laughs> yeah. these like shawl things yeah. that had a cape and i'm like what are y'all witches and she's like yeah it's kind of like that action 72 she's yeah. like i had this i had this cape thing that had a hood and I'm like, that's like a witch's thing. And she's like, yeah, that's all what we all wore back then. Dude, that 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 uh, trunk full of beer was fucking awesome that they had before. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. Sasha Jensen threw the kid that they just paddled a beer, and then like Cole Hauser's like, why are you what wasting a beer? Waste beer? And then Ben Affleck, yeah. he gets frustrated because he can't open a bottle of beer, so he throws it and smashes. And he's like, what? Oh, you just wasted another beer. But it's like, dude, it's like you got you got like four cases in that fucking trunk at least, if not more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It probably looks like a lot more because there's ice. Yeah, a lot of, and that's another thing. You got a tarp under that. Baby? Yeah, I was like, you how are you gonna drain that out, trunk. baby? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there was that short scene of a uh, Wooderson and Nikki Cat uh, looking under the hood of yep. Wooderson's car, and he, Nikki Cat's talking all this shit like, "Oh, my car blow you away," and all that shit. And then uh, Matthew McConaughey was like, "Yeah, I see you got this in the comic book with the 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 sea mo- next to the sea Monkey, monkeys yeah. or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Wooderson just like makes this movie, man. Yeah, but like all the car. That's another thing. Like, whereas like um, some people were like talking about, and I, I hate to keep going back and forth, but like they're two really good period pieces, and they're yeah. two different like you know sixties and seventies. But um, uh, Tarantino's like people were like um, that one scene when they get to the Spawn Ranch and there's like some uh, cars like in the, their little chop shop and there's a Vol- Volkswagen Bug. They said the Volkswagen Bug. Somebody caught that and they were like, "That's from like '71, '72." Mm. But like, I don't know. All these cars look like they're they're all from like the '70s yeah. and stuff. And the, he was like really good. I guess maybe because of like the early to mid '90s. Uh, it was easier to get your hands because a lot of these cars were probably still rolling around yeah. actually like even if they had high mileage you could just repaint them for the movie you know right and it's just like that's another thing i want to bring up is just like the cars just like i i know i brought up earlier about how the parking lot was just full of all the classic cars but yeah. i mean even just like this one scene we get like three cars of them throwing the bottle walking and then we get into another parking lot and it's just filled with classic cars yeah and you can even see all the way to the back like there's a volkswagen bug all the way to the back where the like lights are blinking there yeah I mean, yeah, it might be like maybe it might be like a late seventies, but it's so far back there. It's like okay, it's a Volkswagen Bug, though. It's it's you know it's not in the foreground, it's in the background, and it makes it you know makes the scene work and yeah yeah yeah. You, like I think it's cool too that like everybody knows Wooderson and like you like they pretty much like how you said they cut that one guy's scenes out and like they're just giving yeah. Wooderson more because I remember hearing McConaughey talk about like he just came on and like he really it was like a nothing role and shit and then like he just kept getting more and more and it kept going on and on and it's like yeah it's like it's like everybody has their own rapport with Wooderson like he's just cool with everybody like that will come up to him I do like Pink Floyd's um his that's a belt buckle yeah. yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah man like even when i was in high school we had like um i had like a um 
uh, it was like a sh- it was like a highlighter, mm-hmm. and the back came off, and it was like there was a bowl really? uh, hidden in there. And then like we used to take it to art class, so we'd have a bowl, mm-hmm. and we had like a big box of markers in our art class, and we would stash it down in there. And it actually did write and stuff. Really? But it had like a pipe on the back that screwed off. It was like a metal bowl and stuff. Yeah, so he could smoke at school and stuff. And then, because they would do like locker searches and like bring the drug dogs in. And so like, so we wouldn't get caught. We're like, yeah, they're never going to sniff around in the art class. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Imagine imagine, uh, how easy kids have it now with the vape pens and shit. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to, like, get any... Like, that just, like, blows off. Like, yeah. you could blow that off into, like, a vent or something. I don't know. Like, get some... I don't know. I have to yeah, say Pickford's car is, like, the only ugly car in this. Yeah, what is... It's, like, an orange well, GTO, like... Jason, it's like, Jason London, all, I really like it. I love really? that GTO, dude. You don't like that orange? The yeah, orange, like, It's just my the favorite paint cars. is, like, gaudy. Like, Jason London has, like, a fucking... Uh, El Camino or yeah, yeah. No, Wooderson's <laughs> got the cool, best car man. in the movie for sure. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. he does. But no, I like this orange GTO. Nikki Cat's white firebird's like actually kind of cool too, even though you barely oh my God, see yeah. it. Yeah. And then you got uh, Ben Affleck's fucking. It's still got like primer. It's, He's like getting ready to paint it. Yeah, it's, it's primer gray, but it's actually a cool yeah. car. Yeah. No, it works and yeah. stuff. And like, it's probably a good thing he's got primer because then he gets the fucking paint all yeah, over it true. later on. So. Uh, it, yeah, this whole thing with knocking the the, the mailboxes yeah, off and shit. I, ne- I never did, did this, but this, this baby? I never did this, but this happened in my neighborhood a lot, and it happened to my neighbor. Like I just, we were lucky it never happened to us. Yeah, it's probably because it was your buddies, and they knew where you lived. Like it, it wasn't my buddies, but it was kids from my school because I remember like yeah. my neighbor came out and like caught him or did whatever, and like I think he called the yeah. cops or something like that tried to shoot him he didn't try, I, I actually i don't i don't think he tried to shoot him but like yeah like i think he just like i think i think maybe he got got in and like got in his car and blocked the road because like it was like a dead end down the street kind of we did this once with like uh my tire iron we knocked oh, okay. out like a shit ton right and um a buddy of mine or a, a friend of ours he was like uh yeah, these he was telling us the story about how everybody everybody's mailbox except for his got blasted off, and I said, "Oh yeah, we we lived," and he was like, "What? That was you guys?" Mm. And he was like, "The cops were at my house thinking I did it because oh my, my mailbox was the only one that didn't get hit." And I'm like, "Well, we we spared yours because we were cool with you." I mean, if you, if you're gonna do it, even though it hurt the shit out of your hands to do it for real, but like. <laughs> I, I always think it's cool when they do it in movies where like they hang out the window with a baseball bat. That looks like the fun way yeah. to do it. Yeah, we did it with a tire iron, so it worked out pretty good. I remember there was this one. Um, it had like these deer playing. It was like all painted up, really nice. Yeah, we beat the fuck out of that one, dude. Yeah, like we seen that they must have spent a bunch of money because like we, I came back down that road like a month or so later, and they had like tried to tap out all the dents. Oh, okay. And because uh, <laughs> it was hand painted and stuff. I never really like vandalized shit. Like the thing we would do, me and my buddies, we did it probably three or four times to get back to people in the neighborhood we didn't like, just people who were legit dicks. Is we would go. Like, we'd have a sleepover, and we'd all be over somebody's house, and we'd sneak out at, like, you know, 1, 2 in the morning or whatever. And we would always go to, like, people's houses and, like, pee on their shit. Like, so we would pee on their car door handles. Uh, oh, okay. Like, we would, like if there was no lights on and it was quiet, we would go up to the front door, pee all over their front door and their door handles. Like, pretty much anything they would have to touch, we'd pee on it. 
Yeah, you guys are real mischievous, sick, mischievous fuckers. Now, don't you think this old dude who comes uh, and catches up with them for doing the mailboxes and gets gun on, like, this dude had to be, like, a stuntman, right? Because he takes a gnarly-ass fall. Yeah, no, maybe that was just, maybe he had a stuntman, though, because, like, I don't, you don't really see his face when he swings, swings down, so I'm not really sure. He's a really good actor. I've never seen him in anything else. I I thought his performance was really convincing and believable. I was going to say, too, like, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it. Like, other than maybe walking around the background of the party, like, because they're they're doing this shit in Pickford's car. This is pretty much where Pickford exits out of the movie. Like, like. Oh, he is at the part. He has. A, I think they're climbing up. Oh, I think he's climbing okay, up the yeah, ladder. Okay, yeah, he climbs up the ladder. There, yeah. but I mean, he's just. I because I know Mila's there playing the guitar, but like, yeah, I can't believe this old man didn't blow out the back window shooting these shots. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't like Pickford's car, baby. That's like mind boggling. I don't like it, baby. it, it, it where, Whereas it everybody color? else's car looks late 70s, that looks like 73 ish, 74 ish. And, yeah, okay. and it's, it's just a little too modern for like muscle car for me. I like them mid to late 60s muscle cars. You're just disappointed no one's zipping around with a Porsche. This wasn't a rich community, though, baby. Yeah, they, the Porsche community wasn't really, you know, kicking off yet. In Texas. Yeah, especially in Texas. <laughs> right. This was a Ford, uh, Chevy. Yeah. I mean, that's what Michigan's Pontiac. like. I don't know what I don't know what Ohio was like, but everyone's like yeah. Ford, Chevy. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. I drove Fords for like a long time or whatever too. You know, I'm just yeah. like. No. Yeah, we never really talk. No one... We never really talk about the black guy in this movie. I forget what his name is, but he's like really not. He like he's kind of in it at the very beginning when they're all hanging around the school, but then he just disappears. He's great. Yeah, yeah I think he's a. Yeah, there's a scene out in the moon. Uh, the when they're partying, he says um, to uh, Mitch yeah. about. He's like, get over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. There. So we get another scene with him out there or whatever. But uh, yeah, did did he go on to like? I don't have to look him up. Who it is? What the actor's name is? Uh, did he go on to do anything else? I don't think so. Because it's like, yeah, because like they do that thing at the end where they show everybody's name and their character name, and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't recognize this dude's name at all. He kind of has the like a Bokeen Woodbine vibe going on. Uh, Bokeen's like way uglier looking. I, don't even know I just mean in the way he's he a good talks. Actor, like, but, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's more. That's definitely more photogenic than Bokeem. But Bokeem, what's, the reason what's the he's had such a great career is, I like this too. The the pregnant lady who's smoking. Yeah. yeah. Eat a green thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's important you get calcium, man. Pregnant. Yeah. I love this old dude too that sells uh, Mitch the beer, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, you're 18, right? He's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, go to college. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Like he's just a cool guy. Like I, I, I think probably back then you could probably sell beer to kids and not really get in trouble. Yeah, same thing with cigarettes too. As yeah. a matter of fact, they probably didn't even have. I don't know. I don't even know if they had an age limit on the cigarettes back then. Well, I remember. Like, that, hey. I mean, I think technically they did, but I remember cigarette machines still being everywhere when I was a kid. So like, you could just go to a cigarette machine because they're always like in hallways. Like they would have them in restaurants where I guess maybe somebody could watch you or something. But I remember cigarette uh, machines like kind of towards the like the the hallways and the bathrooms of like shopping malls and shit where like nobody was around. So if you if you're if you were a teen smoker, you you could go like you know without being watched and buy cigarettes everywhere through the early to mid 80s at least 
I'm looking at Wikipedia and it's just like everybody had a name. Like they actually had a character name. Yeah. Like, um, uh, who is it here? Uh, I don't even remember them like mention. Maybe they mention her, but Mila's character's name is Michelle Burroughs. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they mention her first name, but everybody has like a first and last, and last name. name. Yeah. They, uh, other than Pickford, yeah. because they call him Pickford, and that's his last name. Like, yeah. But his name's Kevin because his parents are like Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's in. Remember, she's yeah. like, uh, "Oh, is Kevin going? I mean, where's Kevin? He always in there somewhere." His mom was like a milf too, because they're like, "Did you yeah. come to see Kevin?" They're like, "No, actually, we came to see you." Right. She's like, oh, boys. And then they play, like, we're going away for the weekend. Oh, is Kevin going to? No, he's upstairs. Yeah. This, I mean, I know it's important to, to pay off all the, the hours and hours of paddling scenes we had. But, like, this is, like, the only part of the movie that I really don't care for is, like, when O'Banion gets the paint dumped on him. It's kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of plays kind of lame. Like, I don't know. He kind of had it coming though. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the. Payoff, oh, he definitely had so. it coming. I just, yeah. I just rather see more scenes of people just like shooting the shit and drinking beer, you know. Yeah, I feel like that it should have had more of that, yeah. and I guess if Tarantino was directing yeah. this, he would have done more because they. That's what's great about, I guess. I guess that's why we got to come back to uh, Once Upon a Time, and I'm always comparing them because they like both kind of hangout movies, but um. Linklater kind of like uh, started the Hangout movie. He did. He really did. He he really like put that pioneered it and put that on the map and stuff. So and I think Tarantino, you know, loving this movie so much because I've heard him in interviews talk about this film too as well. Yeah. I didn't know it was like in the top ten greatest. I didn't know he was held at that held at that high. But I think probably after he's seen this, his whole like his whole career has been like I got to make a Hangout movie like this someday, and then. He kind of did it with death, death proof. Yeah, and people, like and people made him pay the price for it too. But then he finally, and I know people shit on Once Upon a Time, and like I don't even listen to him anymore because the same ones as like shitting on everything that we think you know yeah. in the past like three years that was good they came out they shit on it so like I don't even. To be honest, yeah, with go the... watch your fucking superhero <laughs> movie and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, the last Tarantino movie like I generally like really really liked was probably really death proof and I, I like i like inglorious bastards a lot too but yeah the last one where it was like like okay this movie is made to my taste like it's it's really like to me it's like reservoir dogs pulp fiction jackie brown and death proof for me personally oh yeah uh jackie brown's my favorite quentin tarantino <laughs> film I'm like what i tell people they're like really like even like, even yeah, kill it's like bill it's like i don't, I really don't care that she gets revenge i just don't i just right. i just want to see people talk and like hang out in parking lots and shit you know i saw stephen king he like really didn't like the kill bill stuff it was like mm -hmm. some year it was probably when kill bill first came out or yeah. whatever and he was just like that's nothing there's no story like there's really yeah. and i'm like yeah you're right there's like it's not really about anything no. it's just like a bunch of scenes but it's not in a good way like that's what clerk well, i've come to the conclusion that's what clerks is yeah. it's not really about anything particular but then it's a hangout movie yeah so like you can do that when you're hanging out and stuff and you're yeah. just like hanging out with characters and shit but no you got like some kind of serious everybody's so serious in kill bill it's not a hangout movie and it's like just a series of and let's face it, it's a series of scenes that he ripped off from, like, yeah. all these different movies, basically, and, too. And honestly, so. like, like the scene where she fights Vivica Fox in the 
in the her house and all it's that so shit. Br- it's so great. Everyone says it's like one of the greatest fights. Yeah, scenes like it's ever. brutal like, and they're stabbing each other. And I was like, dude, the only action scene in both those movies that I like is is when she's in the house of leaves or whatever it is, and she's chopping all those fuckers up, and she's in the Bruce Lee. Yeah, like that's like the only, and even that gets ruined because they have to turn it into black and white for some fucking. Well, I still need to see that color, and like I was, I, I was hoping that we would get that, and yeah. I just don't understand I don't why. Either. This shit doesn't ever get released, and it's just like um, Infinity Pool. Like, it's finally, actually, the 4K, maybe this is what they did to get people to buy the 4K or whatever. I don't know why they need to do that, because most of these fanboys are like, I'm not buying anything until the 4K comes out. Yeah, I'm waiting for the 4K. I'm I'm waiting for the 4K, but anyway, yeah, apparently Infinity Pool's, like, slightly cut, Mm. and they didn't release. And that's what I just boggles my mind, like, well, okay, but like, okay, I see you cut it for the theatrical, but we're not in the theaters anymore, baby. Right. Anything's anything's allowed. We were in the theaters video, for five what? days, baby. It's gone. Right. It's like, over. Why? Why aren't you releasing it uncut? Back like in like uh, when I got out of high school, everything it, like Land of the Dead was somewhat cut for theaters, uncut, unrated. Yeah. D- you know, Blu-ray, DVD. Like it's a no-brainer. Like I don't get it. Now, House of Jack, Bill, I know he had, like, some kind of... I know there was, like, a problem and stuff with the cut or whatever. They and actually then you, played like, it uncut as, like, a one-day thing, too, because I remember I found out... Yeah. They, I found out about it, uh, not my, like, my local theater, but, like, the next town over. It's, like, a little, sh- real shitty small theater. And, like, I, I went and I looked at the times. It was, like, a Thursday. I was, like, looking at the times to see what was starting the next day there, like, see if they had anything. And it was, like, House of Jack, Bill, not rated... It's like one time seven forty five, and like I looked at the clock. It was you went and seen it. No, it was like it was like eight thirty. I was like, "Fuck, I missed oh. it." I would have so went oh, to fucking shit. see that. Yeah, House of Jack build is great. I don't know. I've seen um, I've seen bits of the cut one on TV, and I'm like, "This is a cool fucking movie." Oh yeah, it's really well done, and um, yeah, I like I like I that part I where Wooderson it. I right I there covered it for EC. I think I covered it on EC if I remember. Me and Zach. Zach covered it, really? I think. I, yeah, I remember you guys yeah. talking about it, but I didn't know if like, you did like a full like episode about it. That was, yeah, we did an episode. That was great. Or maybe we did a commentary. At the, uh, I think it was a commentary. Um, yeah. The um, the scene where Wooderson's telling the squares, he starts hitting on the on uh, Marissa Rubisi, and he's like, the party got broken up, but there's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. <laughs> He's like, you dump the nerds or whatever. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you should. He, he, and it's funny. He asked her. He's like, you need a ride. And she's like, uh, she's like sitting in the driver's seat. She's like, she's like, she's like, no, I got, I got a car. He's like, well, okay, you car. should dump the two geeks, get in the car with yeah. us, but we'll work on that later. Wait, right. <laughs> could you imagine, like, uh, well, not could you imagine, but when we were in the lottery, we we're both going to get fucking Wooderson cars. <laughs> just gonna drive around fucking in t- white t-shirts and fucking jeans acting like that all day yeah with the mu- why you got mustache guy i just yeah. gotta grow my mustache a little bit further down like his comes down a little bit yeah. 70s style it's a little bit longer and i gotta grow mine down a little bit longer like i had it like that one time baby and i was like yeah. i don't know without si- without massive sideburns which i had one time too i had like fucking that's the only thing i can't chops, dude yeah i want sideburns I need, like, so the bad pork i can't chops. grow them and then I grow my mustache a little bit longer and it'll look all right. But I just tried to grow the mustache long like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it doesn't look right without the pork chops. Like yeah. you got to have the fucking pork chops to go along with it. Then you look like a biker or something. Yeah. 
or or a roadie for fucking Alice Cooper. Like I don't know, or Motorhead. I want some fucking uh, pointy early '90s Morrissey sideburns, but I can't grow sideburns with a shit. <laughs> this is a boy Adam Goldberg runs into Nikki Cat and uh yep. fucking clint is such a fake badass dude like he's such a fucking pussy first of all he's so skinny he's like yeah he's like oh look camera looking for fire. he's like camera drink beer and kick ass and we're almost out of beer huh <laughs> this guy's such a right. fucking put like like e- like even i would have been like all right i'll fight you motherfucker like you're skinny and you're talking right. this shit like i'd fucking fight you like like uh and later on but adam goldberg's character is just like he, he's never been in a fight in his life yeah he's or whatever, trying to so. like he gets punked out here and, and like he gets all mad and he wants to f- go back and fight him later which like they play yeah. it like oh that was a bad move but he actually got a good punch in on him but yeah pink floyd breaks it up yeah. Yeah. but yeah nikki cat's such a pussy I would, I would fucking whip his ass you know wooderson could knock him out with one fucking punch most likely. Yeah. It's just Wooderson yeah. doesn't give a shit. But Wooder's cool. Wooderson's so cool with everybody. Yeah. So, like, like, he wouldn't want to fight yeah, with like, anybody. Like, cool out, man. Him. Smoke a joint. Hey, man. Yeah, you get, like, it doesn't really, like, you get the feeling that why is this guy, like, all in with the older, with the with the high schoolers yeah. and stuff? You got to think, he must buy, like, every, he must have been the one that bought everybody beer. And he has, like, a really good weed hookup. Like that's the only thing I can think, and then they just didn't get into it. But well, I think I think it's also that thing. I think it's that thing too. Like Wooderson's, like Wooderson's really not that old. He's probably only like twenty two, twenty three. But it's like at that time, like that's yeah. when everybody's getting married. So like, he kind of has to hang out with the young kids because it's like they're the only ones still partying, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like, in, like I need, like, we need the book, the movie tie-in, we like we need to write it. Book. Where it's like, where it's like, yeah, so, uh, so it fa- it's like leaves off right at the end of this where they're going to get Aerosmith tickets. And like, we get into the whole, the whole adventure of going to get the Aerosmith tickets. And then like, at some point when they eventually go to Aerosmith, we go, we go to that concert with them. Yeah. That should have been the sequel like that. going to Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see Aerosmith and yeah. it would have been kind of like Detroit Rock City, except it was, uh, you yeah. know. Wooderson, Austin, Austin, something. Yeah. You know, they're going up. I think that's where they were going to go. Is like yeah. Austin to get back to in the, the days show. where you had to like line up to get concert tickets. Yeah. Now th- this part was Slater talking about. Man, this town's dead. Like they're on the. <laughs> he's and everybody's talking about. Oh, like you know. I just want to remember. I can't remember is this part or another part. But I I know uh, Don is like. Oh, I just want to remember that you know I did the best I could while I was here. Like this part is very suburbia, like where they talk about the town being yeah. shitty. Because oh, yeah. everybody who's young, like it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter if you're from a cool place or a shitty place. Everybody's like, I gotta get out of here, man. I gotta get out of here. I was like that when I was young. That's why I went to Los Angeles. But it's like, yeah, I gotta get out of here. Nothing's happening here. You're, you're like, you're like, I need to get out of Los Angeles. It's too expensive. Yeah. And, I, and then <laughs> later, I was like, I can't now. wait to leave Los Angeles. This shit. And now you're now like I know especially with COVID and like the inflation and like how everything's like super expensive yeah. out there and like whatever and then you had some wildfire smoke like we're dealing with that now baby yeah baby you got the like, can of like the this smoke past yeah. week, oh my god Brutal. Tuesday like literally it was like in front of my face this haze and like dude I woke up at four o'clock in the morning of that like it was, so it would have been like Wednesday morning and I literally couldn't breathe. Dude, dude, like the day of walking. I know, dude. Dude, I had that like three summers in a row, pretty much all summer. Yeah. It was fucking brutal, dude. It fucking make you feel so shitty. 
But now with all that, Goat wants to move back to the Midwest. I know you get well. Yeah. Probably, it's not really cheaper now. No, Actually, like not. two years ago when I was like, or when the COVID thing, I was like, yeah, you need to come back. You need to come back. But now I'm like, yeah. now baby, it's pretty much the same. Like, and I, yeah. I don't know. Now we got the smoke. So yeah, I'm... that shit was going. On. I saw I saw Max say something about how it was all hazy, and he's in uh, Indiana, right? Yeah, I can remember, like, they they live close, but, like, him and Zach are, like, one of them's in Illinois, one of them's in Indiana. Uh, Zach's in Illinois, okay, and uh, right. Max in Indiana, yeah. 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 yeah, there's Renee Zellweger right there Max's holding the from... bear bong. That's her right there. I, I, I was I was thinking Mac was from Illinois, though, originally. We'll have yeah, I think they both were. They just moved away or something. Boys, right in. We, we know we know we know Zach's in Illinois, yeah. but Mac, tell us, your, tell us your origin story, baby. We don't know where you came from. <laughs> We need the the Mac and me origin story. Yeah. Has Mac been on your show? Yeah, he did at least one episode. I know we did. Oh, cool. did uh, what was it? The Polly Shore movie? Not Jury Duty. What's the other one when they're in the dome? Biodome. Oh, you did that with? Oh, is it Mac and Mac Zach? Mac and Zach. Yeah, I never had oh, him on God, solo. God. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to get um, Matt. I don't know if we. I could have. Trying to think back. I'm sorry, Mac, if you were on EC. We planned to have you on EC a bunch of times. And then I remember uh, he was like disappointed. And I was like, when me and Zach did a class at Newcomb High, and he was like, oh man, that would have been great. And I'm like, I did not notice. And then we were going to do uh, Caligula, and he's like, not into that that's not my type of movie and then he listed all the stuff he likes and i was like oh this is all trauma booty mm. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know how well, mac t- mac t- uh, finds time to sleep he's always streaming those videos doing like three hour streaming video games every night yeah i, I was like we, we'll get we'll have to get you on baby when we do uh like ghoulies too oh he loves ghoulies too there's actually a photo of him in a ghoulie did you ever see that it's like in a bedroom he's uh-huh. he, he's with a ghoulie like uh uh, it was like originally some girl that like was like being all pushy trying to get the D. So uh, oh. so to be funny, Zach like they're like sitting on this bed on like the corner and like Max sitting there looking like what where the fuck am I what am I doing type thing, and like there's this girl and then like I guess to keep it anonymous, Zach put in the ghoulies two ghoulie <laughs> head on top face. of the girl. <laughs> it's it's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, I love how they all just fall. Like, the girls yeah, are so Parker, drunk. Parker Posey's so fucking hot, dude. Like, I'm not even yeah. into skinny girls, but she's so fucking hot. What's Parker doing now? Like, she's still got a career. I, I, thought, think she's I saw her stuff. in something real recently. Is she doing, like, some of them, you know, I get it, too. Like, a lot of people, it's like, yeah, you're talented and everything. Yeah. But, like, they're like, oh, their career is dead because they're doing TV. I'm like, no, they just want a steady paycheck. Like, yeah. people don't understand how, like, the movie business no. works. They, they, they don't put you on, like, a salary. No. Maybe some of them do, but you're not, like, on a salary. Like, you do a movie, and then, like, that's what you live. You, like, yeah, pay your bills. Like, like three that's weeks' why, work, uh, Nick- yeah. Right, that's why Nicolas Cage just keeps like doing. Yeah. He, there was like, why does he do so many movies? I was like, because he's addicted to money and he likes to spend it. He yeah. doesn't want to like have to. He lives in Las Vegas, baby. Right. What, what do you what do you, like, what do you think? He he's not doing it. He's throwing ten grand a fucking dice roll yeah. on the craps table, baby. You can't just do that on and one he's got, movie. He's got women too. I mean, I don't think people really understand what it's like to you know. Like, and he's got an expensive wardrobe. Yeah, that he's he a likes. real expensive wardrobe. You know how many fucking boots? snakeskin jackets that motherfucker owns? I know. And snakeskin boots. Yeah, they're not shit, fake dude. either. You know what I mean? 
Or he's got to have those Italian leather boots and yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. I know. I'd love to live it too, man, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's like, like when you don't have any money, you live cheap. When you have money, you you spend it all. I think you should, like, live cheap. Like, I'd live, like, cheap. I mean, obviously, like, I'm going to do, like, some wild stuff, like build a movie theater. Oh, in yeah, my house I'm going to build a movie like theater, that. yeah. But, but like, am I going to change, like, well, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to eat caviar every day. No, man, I'm going to get that Velveeta. We're just going to have more boxes of it in the fucking, in the pantry, baby. Well, like, like also, too, <laughs> like, like, I'm finding out, baby, is, like, if, if you want to stay lean and healthy and exercise, it's, like, you pretty much, your diet has to be fuck probably 60 percent vegetables you can only spend yeah. so much money on vegetables baby i mean you really i mean you can go out to restaurants and eat shit but i'm talking about like like even if you have a i mean you can pay a chef but it's like at the end of the day like vegetables are vegetables you know what i mean is that what, yeah oh i know i mean i eat i need enough vegetables too but you know i like my i like I mean, maybe i should be cutting back really i should cut the pork out again yeah and not eat as much. I've been eating like uh, like steaks like once a week now or whatever. Yeah. Though I'm, like, I'm not just eating like cheap steaks. Like we had some ribeye last night, mm-hmm. and then I had ribeye like the week before. I got some, but but because my grocery store has got it so cheap. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. If you make it at home, it's not you know like 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 a thirty dollar steak at a restaurant is going to cost you like twelve to get from the store. Yeah, that's yourself. usually what we're getting. We're getting actually we're getting we've been getting like ribeyes and like uh, New York strips and stuff for like eight nine bucks. Yeah. Those are like two yeah. packs. So like yeah, we pay like I don't know sometimes like fifteen, yeah. like twelve. So I'm getting like steaks for six bucks a piece, dude. Yeah, dude uh, at least right. New York strips, and they're nice cuts of meat. So. And all you do is make some vegetables on the side, and you're fucking good. Maybe have a <laughs> beer with it, and you're good. Yeah, that's what I was drinking it up. I'm not tonight. I'm just uh, in the spirit of a marijuana use. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm taking a couple tokes out of my bowl. But last night I got real thrashed on this really good um sour uh. Well, I don't fucking, I can't remember. It's just like the sour beer, strawberry, and it had like hints of like the sour was like grapefruit. Mm. And it was uh, really hot. It was like, oh yeah, it was like hop sour or something. And actually the beer is from Maryland. It mm. wasn't like a brewery from Michigan. And uh, they were really good. And my roommate had one. He was like, damn. At first he was like, I don't know. I don't know what to think. And they got halfway through and he's like, I'm loving this beer. And I'm like, I know, man, I'm fucking four of them in. Yeah. And, and they're like 7.1%. So, like, they taste so good. And, like, yeah, like two, three beers in, and you're like, all right, I gotta, I'm feeling pretty good. So, yeah. But I don't want to get twisted up. I haven't really been drinking much. I'm like, I, I don't know. I've been kind of kicking back and not, not, not really, because I've been busy, man. I'm fully, um, I'm fully self employed now. So, right. I gotta be on the, I gotta be on the ball, baby. I can't be. Can't be getting all sloppy every night. You're like Wooderson. You're, you're thinking about keeping the job for a while. Keep a little change yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, it definitely keeps a lot more change in my pocket now. So I've like doubled my fucking yearly. I'm yeah, I've doubled my yearly income from like last. You know, we'll see by the end of the year. I might have tripled it. That, that, I mean, that's good. I, I remember when I went I know. went from working at Best Buy making like fourteen something grand a year. So fucking, uh, my job started at like 27, my, my state job. I was like, dude, it was, it was fucking a world of difference. I mean, 27 is yeah, no, nothing, yeah. but like when you go from 14 right. to 27, it's huge. It's a leave. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, baby, I'm making even more than that 27. Then. Yeah. I mean, if we broke it down to hourly or whatever, make it more, you gotta be, 
pretty much you got to be making like 35 to 40 dollars an hour out here now really yeah, to be like to live decently like you can't like 25 is like basically like the minimum if you're making anything under 25 like because for a while i was just like making 20 and i was like man i'm barely eating i know dude <laughs> like 15 years ago you could live nice off 20 an hour oh my god you'd have yeah. lived like a, you'd have been a rich man i've been like what i'm doing now yeah but like uh, everything just leaped up and it's mainly like the whole you know pandemic shit is what you know but it was already going that way anyway it was like, it, it was ramping up baby here we here we go the big fight he he does yep. he does lay out clint with the first punch. he doesn't really sucker punch him either because he pours the beer on his head and he turns well, around and looks at him, for him to turn around. And just, yeah. yeah and but but then like that is kind of like when you can't fight you just got to get on top of the guy and start hitting him you know that's what I'm saying. Like somebody who actually really knew how to fight would would beat the shit out of Nikki Cat. So here's a little like I guess um, back back history on like the releases. Uh, MCA Universal. See, I had the that was the VHS too. Uh, released Days and Confused on Laserdisc in January 1994. So I probably saw this and like because once it hit home video, I'm guessing I saw it like in 90 around 94, 90 yeah. like probably that fall. I probably seen it on the movie channels. Followed by the VHS release two months later. And then, yeah, once I discovered this, every time I went to the video store, I'd, like, seek it out and rent it. Um, the film was released. Then the film was released on HD DVD in 2006. That's, That's what I got want, it, baby. Huh? But at some point... Uh, Universal released like a regular DVD because yeah. I had it in um I must have been shortly after to I mean I feel like I got it in 2007 2008. Yeah. Cuz then they're like then they jumped to oh the C Criterion collection uh released a two disc box set edition of the film uh on June 6, 2006. I don't remember seeing that, do you? Which one was it? This is Criterion released a two disc DVD. Yeah box set in 2006 in june of 2006 i don't remember i didn't see this i didn't i wasn't aware of criterion putting out a criterion treatment of this until you told me hey baby the blu-rays at best buy and i was like i know i keep looking at it yeah. but I'll, it's too i think it was like 26 dollars or something yeah. at best buy and i was like I don't know, man. I've got the uh, at the time. I think I had like the DVD or something. And I'm just like, I got the DVD for like five bucks right. when it came out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because uh, it was that thing. Like it was the same with like video drum and everything. Like like uh, video drum. I remember. I think my roommate had the DVD. that came out on DVD. Yeah, because I've got the he DVD. had the DVD and then upgraded. I got the Blu-ray and I remember the Blu-ray packaging was like exactly the same as the DVD. Uh, yeah, pretty much their 4K. Uh oh, I think it's their 4K because Arrow put a 4K out too, right? A video drum. Yeah, recent, like real recently. Yeah, recently, but like their 4K, their DVD Criterion that is, and their Blu-ray, the the artwork's the same on all three of them. They didn't change no, it at didn't all. Change uh, shit. Arrow's artwork's great looking, like, uh, but I don't know. I think that's like Region B, right? Like they, and it is not a region. Like Criterion has Region, uh, Region A, and then they put out Region B, right? But I mean, it's all right because it's the fucking 4K. Yeah, 4K. I think it was a UK release, but yeah. <laughs> either either way, I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Criterion. I like that one. The attention to detail. I like that one short scene where Cole Hauser goes to get up out of his chair, but he realizes he has to sit back down. He's too drunk, he's and then he burps. He's like ready to. To puke because like that's another thing why like i only bid like one or two keg parties but it's like 
it's like, dude, we, we can just get a 30-pack, and it's better, like, than pumping this fucking cake. Because, like, cake beer always had so much air. Like, I don't like draft beer yeah. either, really, but, like, it just has so much air in it. Like, after you drink about five or six keg beers or draft beers, like, you feel way grosser than if you drink, like, ten bottled or canned beers. Well, you got to also, like, dispense it properly. You got to tilt your glass and yeah. shit so it doesn't get too much foam on it and yeah. stuff. You can get a lot of that air out. But, yeah. No, I agree. Keg beer is like I don't know, man. Keg beer is like cheaper way to go, though. Is like, it? You get, yeah, you get more bang for your buck, man. Like you're gonna get a lot more out of that because you're gonna get a deal. Like, I think I remember we used to get kegs and they were like, <sighs> I think like a pony keg was like fifty or something like that. But then like a like a regular size keg was like maybe eighty. But I mean, how I many how, much... how many beers would that be though, BB? Because like. You get, you get like a 30 pack of Coors Light for like, I mean, I used to always get it for 19.99. Now it's like 28, but even still, that's got to be like way more beer than that fucking keg, right? Wouldn't even a wouldn't even a full keg wouldn't a full keg be like probably 60 beers? Like, I don't so know. they're saying that a half barrel is, um, I guess that's what you're getting. Like his amount of beer in there yeah. is like uh, fifteen point five gallons, so it's a hundred and twenty six, hundred and sixty five uh, twelve ounce bottle beers in a really? half barrel. Yeah, you so you get a hundred sixty five beer, twelve ounce bottle beers in it, no and then if you get a, a quarter barrel, you get eighty three twelve ounce bottles, which is a pony keg. So you get yeah eighty three twelve ounce bottles. I don't know, man. I'm gonna tell you, like a lot of the parties I went to, we had pony kegs because I was like, because people, because people are bringing their own liquor and shit. Yeah. So like, and then people will bring their own cans of beer. So like, if you got a keg and then people bring like a little bit of extra beer yeah. and uh and bring liquor, and then there's drugs, of course. So. Yeah. Well, that I mean, we're, we're... for real. Yeah. There's drugs there too. So I mean that was always seemed to be all right, but like for this you're gonna need to like for that massive a party that they were having out there, there was a lot of people. There was probably like a hundred people out there. Yeah. You're gonna need a couple like full you're gonna need a couple half barrels. I would think. You know? Yeah. I never been to a party with a hundred I never went to like a party that big. I've been that's how we used to do it. We used to do it um in the fall. We do these field parties, dude, way out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And then um what the guys that were like putting it together, they would like it would be, they'd find like a different spot like deep on these two track trails out in the woods. And then they would like tie little ribbons. Like one party I went to there was like you, like ribbons follow the trail the or the fuck. Yeah, you follow the ribbons to tell you which way to go on the trail cuz not everybody knew, but they would be like told like they'd text like look for the pink ribbons. And that would guide you all the way out to the party and stuff. Like we'd have it so deep in the woods out there that basically, you know, so the cops would never figure it out. I know, I know probably somebody, this will be busted by the time this episode goes up, but this is just more for your information, Bat, in case you didn't know. Right now, Powerball sitting at 522 million. Mega Millions is at even 400 million, baby. By the time this goes up, baby, me or Go yeah. or both of us will have to split that jackpot. I'll win the Powerball. You win the Mega Millions. Wouldn't that be ironic if we both yeah. pull, had, like pull the? I don't know. Do you pick your number? Like, did nah, we talk about I just that? I just do the auto do you number. You know, I I, yeah. I did it at the machine. We have the machines here. I I did the pick your own numbers, and I'm just like, this is a waste of fucking time. Just let the shit pick. But some people have won it. 
you know, that way. So Yeah, they have. I just saw a thing that said it's also, too, because that's how the majority of tickets sold. But, but 80 some, it's like 82, 83% of the winners are from quick picks anyway. So it's like. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Know. Like, like I'm not trying to hate on my manifestation, brothers and sisters. If you're manifesting those numbers and you know, but like my manifestation doesn't work like that. I just, I take the path of uh, least resistance on my manifestation. And when the universe is ready, then we get 522 million, baby. So, so do you have this, uh, do you have, like, I'm aware of it, but, and I've seen it, like I've seen it online and stuff, but do you have the uh, yearbook book thing? Yeah. You want me to, I got it right here. You want me to pull it out? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you want to like throw some of that. I know we're getting near the end of the movie, and we've went off. The, you know, I, I just want to apologize to some of the listeners. Like, I, I'm I'm notorious for doing this on EC, uh, my previous podcast, but uh, we'd be all over. But we'd we'd see something, and it would remind us, so we'd make the connection. Did you get the poster really... with this, the neon poster, baby? Yeah, I got yeah. the poster in there. Yeah. All right. I didn't get the. I didn't get the. I mean, it came with a book, but that's not the book that's that came out back in 93 94 right let me see the book the booklet that comes with the blu-ray is not the actual yearbook is it i didn't really it's made to look like a yearbook but no i mean it's just a book well there's a book that was put out though in 93 that's uh saint martin's press 127 page soft cover book you don't have that no i don't have that baby i thought thought you meant this book that came in here Cause it looks... No, I got that book. I got that book, yeah. but I don't think that's the yearbook. Like yeah. you can buy it on Amazon and stuff. It's on there. Maybe we um, need to buy that, baby. Look, this is what it says. It's based off the uh, screenplay. It was compiled by Linklater, Denise Montgomery, and others, and designed by Eric Josowitz. It was presented as a kind of yearbook with character profiles, essays by characters, a timeline focusing on the years seventy-three to seventy-seven. In various 1970s pop culture charts and quizzes, it also featured dozens of black and white photos from the film. Maybe that's how they knew, like, that's why all the characters have names, because yeah. it was more fleshed out in this thing, the yearbook thing. It is. Yeah, this came out in uh, September of 1993. I can't believe you weren't on that, baby. I, didn't, I think I've seen pictures of it, but yeah, like, I've never seen it in person. Yeah, I, was, I, I looked at it, I looked it up, and I think knew mentioned something to me about it yeah. i don't know that he has it though so but i was aware of it he's like have you seen the yearbook thing and i'm like yeah uh i mean I've, i'm aware of it and stuff because i've seen some stuff out of it but i don't you know i'm not very familiar with it so we never talk about the main plot of this movie baby and it's it's starting to like wrap up and pay off here in a second but uh the main plot of this movie is william pink floyd is feeling rebellious because uh, the football team, he's a starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. they, they want him to sign the pledge that he won't party or have any fun during that summer, that he'll come back and be clean, drug-free, alcohol-free, whatever. Yep. And, and Coach is here because they were on the football field. They yeah. got busted, yeah. and uh, they called Coach in, and Coach is like, – he doesn't even really care. that He's like, you're hanging out with this bunch, but you need to sign your pledge, baby. Yeah. It was fu- yep. it was funny too. Did you notice like at the when the beer bash was ending up when the kegs got tapped? Slater's like, "Hey man, we should go to to the football field, smoke a smoke a J on the fifty yard line." Yeah, and right. then when they cut to that scene, everybody's sitting there passing the joint, smoking. He's laying on the ground sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, great minds sometimes come up with yeah. the idea. They can't really fully pull it off, mm-hmm. though, man. You know. To be fair, he did smoke more than anybody in this movie. He was constantly right. smoking. He was he was smoking before we even seen him come on screen. Yeah. He was already high at the and that was like in the morning. Yeah, in the morning so he'd he was already high. he'd already rolled out of bed and waked and baked before he came to school and like. Oh no, that was lunchtime. So he just got back from smoking, probably in the parking lot yeah. too. So yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like I mean, whether it be weed or beer or whatever. Like I never understood the people that just like had to be fucked up all the time. Like to me, it was like wait for the time of day where nothing's going on. Then you know, like I never wanted to like whatever, and then try to like do actually do shit. You know what I mean? That that was me, baby. I was yeah. fucked up all the time. I like yeah. I wanted to be. Fu- I'll tell you what it's about. It's about that like. I don't know. Your reality like is not that interesting or whatever, and like you yeah. want to like enhance, enhance. I that was my whole thing. You were about the handsome smoker. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to enhance my reality. Yeah, and like I, I believed that I was enhancing it, and I really, I don't think I, now I'm just like, no, that's not. Okay. I like Wooderson. It's more of a, some escapist shit. I think yeah. is what it is. Wooderson so. is like, shit. I'm getting my third win. Let's get on the road. Get those Aerosmith tickets. <laughs> His fucking third win. I get what Wooderson doesn't even need to sleep. He's so cool, man. He don't even need to sleep. I know. (laughs) I got to tell you, like, I used to do that shit all the time, like, through college. I didn't sleep. I I go to, you know, I'd sleep, like, one night. I go to class, and then I'd be all up that night, like, mostly looking at shit on the internet. And then I I just, I would be like, man, I got three hours to sleep before I have to get up to go back to class again. I'd be like, I'm, well, I'm just gonna stay up, you know, and I'm not right. not studying for a test, like watching movies and shit. I'm like, okay, and then you were studying for the test of fucking yeah. Kino Life, baby. That is you were true. studying, yeah. And then like I would go, I was like, how the fuck did I? I mean, granted, I was like 20 years old at the time, but I mean, that's just super. I remember too, because like there was a there's one summer I I got a free season pass to the local amusement park. Like my my buddy his 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 mom bought one for you know their family and it was like a family pass. So they're like, well come with us this day and, and they took my picture and everything. I had my own pass, so I would always go with them. And they'd be like, you know, we're going on Saturday. So like the night before, I'd be so fucking excited I couldn't sleep. And that happened like even later when I would go with Phil D's and all his buddies. They'd be going for like whatever day. And I and I and like I where's this at Cedar Point? No, it's Kings Island in Cincinnati. Oh, Kings yeah. Island. Okay. And I would, and it, yeah, I've never been. I've been to Cedar Point. Like we've since I was a kid, we traveled down to Cedar Point. I've probably been there like six times, dude. Yeah. But I heard about Kings Island, but we never went. So is and some people would tell me Kings Island was better than Cedar Point, but I don't know, man. It was really good, honestly. Like it's way different now. Like the last time I went was like 2016. I just went with my mom, and they had all this shit that like I hadn't because I hadn't been there in like almost. 15 years at that point and yeah. like, it was just like because the people who own cedar point end up buying it and they just put all the gnarly oh, roller coasters okay. in it so it's like it's just all gnarly roller coasters now but you know, like you know but you've been to cedar point though, no i've never really? been i've never really been, yeah. oh i thought this was funny too that like wooderson's driving pink floyd's shotgun and then joey lower ams who's supposed to be kind of like pink floyd's girlfriend is in the back seat with fucking slater just bullshitting and laughing Right. Yeah. This is a, this is a great like, ending though. What's that? We need a hot chick in the back. Yeah. They were like, "We need a hot." Linklater was like, "We need a hot chick to go to get the concert ticket." She was so, so. hot too. I mean, that, I know. she was ridiculous. She's aged. I saw her in that. There's like a Kevin Smith documentary yeah. about him. It's not produced by yeah. him. Um, it's pretty good. I don't know if you've seen it or not, mm-hmm. but she's actually in it, and she's like, 
She looks all right, yeah. but she's not. You no, know, yeah. she's a. She looks she's like a aged, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's gonna be in the new Mallrats. Mm-hmm. That's the next project he's working on. She and was, like, apparently... she was in the last Jay and Silent Bob, whatever that was called, reboot or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, the fucking, I, that's the only thing I liked about. I hated that fucking yeah. movie, by the way. The reboot, and that's the only thing that was great was the little chasing Amy. Yeah, the chasing Amy I, part was the best. Yeah, I'm a big fan of chasing, and I'm actually I heard like a rumor that he might uh, be doing. Uh, like a chasing amy too but it's not slated so this if everything keeps going good with lionsgate which it already is baby because they already greenlit uh three ten million dollar each one is ten million dollars so it's like 30 million dollars for three picture deal that's the way you got to be doing it nowadays baby like three forget disney yeah indiana indiana jones got shot in the head at the box office this weekend baby that's what I've been hearing. You don't... I already heard that. The, uh, what was it? It was shown at Cannes or whatever. Yeah, and it got and a people negative. didn't like it. Like, it's yeah. gonna bomb. They were saying that at Cannes, yeah. it's gonna bomb. And so I already knew like a month or so, a couple months ago, that it was like not good. But yeah. I don't know, man. I don't put too much. I see. I already was gonna have low expectations for that one, and like I liked that uh, the skull one, the last one. Yeah. And I know a lot of people. I didn't like that it, one. But I just. But I, just I didn't like Last like, Crusade either, sure. baby. Oh, you that was sinful what you just said. So that's the best, dude. It's such a retread. It's so, yeah, j- it's just bad. like Return of the Jedi is a retread of Star Wars. Uh, Crystal uh, uh, Last Crusade is Star Wars. That is the best Star Wars too. What are you? What are we talking about here? You're not even. You're not even. Are you? Do you even Kino, baby? I I, I Kino so hard. I Kino so deep. I Kino so deep that most people don't even understand the level that I Kino on, baby. Hey, we Palookaville, Kino. Yeah, you don't even know. that's how deep I Kino. I just wouldn't understand about Palookaville, Kino, baby, because you didn't, or Breathless. You, you, you yeah. Listen here, he he skipped the Breathless episode, too. Hey, I what's, couldn't, what's I couldn't believe that when you told me he skipped the yeah. Breathless. Come on. That made you sick, didn't it? We know, we know for sure he's going to watch this, but... I mean, yeah. I mean, course. come on, breathless, Newt. Come on, yeah. breathless, dude. Come on. I told, I tried to tell him. There's like bush. There's titties. And if you, if you like, if you into dudes or whatever, there's he there's shows dick. his dick. Yeah. Yeah, he shows his dick. So. Yeah. I know Newt's into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. It's just, it's just so good because he he plays like a rockabilly dick swinger who fucks a lot of girls yeah. in him, man. Like that's what's yeah. awesome about it. Carthy, he yeah, likes steals Porsche. Baby, leave me he, breathless. He loves comic books like you do, new. You, yeah, you he really loves comic. He's always reading Silver Surfer. Yeah, he Silver loves comic Surfer, books but... so much he argues with some nerdy freckle faced kid at a fucking new saying yeah. about the Silver Surfer. That it was new. That was a little baby new there. <laughs> he was that, was, well. that was him. <laughs> yeah, it was him. It didn't look like him because that kid looked like he was like half black or something. Silver Surfer. Well, new thinks he's half black, okay. so that works. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> telling you. the The only way that it could be more up Newt's alley is if they had a wrestling match in it. That's the only thing. Yeah, lucha wrestling. Lucha wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a lucha match yeah. or something. Yeah. Ultima like, Gallows Extravaganza. Yeah, it's like out of some podunk fucking shit burg in fucking Mississippi that no one's ever heard of. Like it's basically at the high school, some little shit burg high school. <laughs> what show. the wrestling match or what? 
<laughs> yeah, the wrestling match has to be set at that because that's like yeah. that's his lifeblood, man. Is is uh these little hole in the wall wrestling shows? He well, to be fair, that's it. where the best wrestling is because I, I I actually I don't I don't watch any like zero wrestling now because I was watching all this wrestling on TV and it's fucking it was so boring and predictable and shitty. I heard you. Yeah, I it was telling me that you were like a big wrestling fan. I was. And that. I can't stand oh, it. Oh, you was. Yeah. Oh, I was in the ECW and WCW back in the day, and I tried to get back into the the newer wrestling recently. Like, and it just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I you know I was into wrestling like in the late nineties yeah. too as well, and uh, I still know what it is with the look of this, like, and how everyone's trying to be. I don't know. It's like too man, Hollywood now, like with it wrestling. It has this glam shit going on. Yeah. It's like look. You missed the glam band era of the 80s. like, And it was kind of going on in the 80s, too. There was, like, this yeah. glam thing. But it was, like, also cheap and dingy and, like... Yeah. Hillbilly crowds. Like, those, those. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell him. He's like, oh, you you probably watch this a lot. Your dad probably watched wrestling. I was like, no, my dad thought it was, like, hillbilly, white trash, trailer park bullshit. And most of the people that, like, I grew up around thought it was trailer park. Tra- only it's, like, trailer park people watched wrestling. So. Yeah, my, my, my dad went a lot, like, uh, him and his buddy from high school, they went a lot, like, in their <laughs> teens and early 20s. Eventually, my dad got tired of it. And, but his buddy wanted somebody to go, so his buddy would like buy my dad's ticket and then buy him as much beer as he wanted to do. That was back when beer was super cheap at places. It wasn't like now, where you know. And so my dad would just sit there and like the and he his buddy would always get like front second row seats. Like my dad would just sit there and fucking pound like beer all night long. And your dad just had to get fucked up to even get into it, huh? <laughs> well, I don't think he's like had to get so fucked up, but it was just like. But he would say the best thing is, is like all the hillbilly crowds, like they were always trying to attack the wrestlers and shit. Like, he, yeah, because they thought it was because they think it's real. Like it's still happening. Yeah. Like some of that stuff's still happening from what I hear. So. But it doesn't happen that much because they signal now that it's like so fake now. Like you know, like you, you can't really get into. I like women's. I love women's wrestling. I think women are actually the best wrestlers out there now. Like I'll I'll, I'll sit there and watch any like women's wrestling match, honestly. But just the men, it's like. It's like when we were kids in, in the wrestling, like, I mean, WWF was always kind of like cartoony, but like, if you watch any other type of wrestling, well, like, the, the guys could really whip your ass. And like, now they're all pretty. Austin, Austin Eric got a little bit not so cartoony, but look, I turn it on to there now when it is, ca- it's cartoony, mm-hmm. man. But like, all, it seems to all. But now the guys look tough to now. They all look like fucking, like, models and shit. Like, they're like supreme athletes, where back then they looked like guys that could whip your ass. Like, yeah, but uh, yeah, like guys off the street yeah. though too, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I don't know. Any closing thoughts on Days of Confused? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm glad to hear like as far as Tarantino recognizes. I don't know if it's like, it, it, I don't know if it's in my top ten greatest films. It's probably could be in a definitely a top twenty. I think it's one of those movies films. though. Like, it's probably going to be in your top ten of movies you watch multiple times. Like, it's so watchable. Oh yeah, of on rewatchability. That's what I was thinking, man. Rewatchability on this is just like, yeah. I mean, there's nothing where it's like, oh well. Then they showed that scene where they drove to the Aerosmith concert and they got into a horrible accident and everyone died. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's you know. That's a great ending when it's just the road and it fades out. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then you're just like, what was the road trip about? Yeah. Like, and it's like, come on, come on, Linklater, like yeah. write the book. Like, we want the whole, like, we want a whole dazed and confused book series. Like, yeah. you just go off and become a write, like a write novelist, and give us like the dazed and confused fucking, 
Yeah, it could be like a whole box set. It could be like I'm a little house on the prairie, dude. I want to know what the fuck Slater became. Like, I want him to put him out like the Babysitter Club. Oh yeah, the Babysitter Club. Like we <laughs> yeah, do like forty of them a the year. Put those books out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we could follow, like, he could do, like, one about the Aerosmith concert, but then, like, yeah, we could follow Slater for, like, an entire novel oh, and get into his head. Then Wooderson. It's like, Wooderson could have his own, his own sub, like, oh, yeah. spinoff series, too. It's like, the Wooderson Diaries. Yeah, man, I got this one girl last night. <laughs> Just feel like about his sexual conquests yeah. and, like, him uh, going and buying a new muscle car and stuff and... Uh, what kind of beer he prefers it, the thing that's so cool about Wooderson though like he's he's got the attitude that actual real like guys who like get tons of chicks so it's like is like he gets tons of chicks but he ain't like he's not like anxious about it he's not like oh i gotta get a girl tonight and then get another girl tomorrow right. like he's just he's banged enough to now where like he's only getting girls that he's interested in that he likes you know what i mean and he likes to. It seems like he likes to get just as like he likes to get fucked up just yeah. as much as he gets, likes to get laid. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, my uh, I guess like yeah, this this is just like I don't know. I don't I'm, if I ever I don't know. I don't think I've ever met anybody that has seen this movie and said they didn't like. Yeah, it. I mean, how could you like, not? Yeah. I don't know exactly. I mean, what? I mean, then maybe there is some negative reviews. Just like. I don't know. Maybe the maybe like the new generation of kids wouldn't get it either. It'd probably be like, too slow for them. They'd be like, "Where's this I'll, going?" Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, this isn't a oh, oh Christopher Nolan didn't direct this. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And like, there isn't tons of nudity like HBO series about teenagers now, where everybody's just fucking and getting herpes nonstop. There, there isn't any nudity nah, in it. I, I guess if it, if I guess if I could say anything about that, like. I mean, it didn't need it, but like that would have perked it up, like because uh, even um, we got we got uh, we got some nudity in like mall rats and shit. Yeah. So, but that but know. the nudity in mall rats, the studio was like, you got to have this in here, yeah. But I would have I would have liked to see uh, Joey Lauren Adams tits again. Oh yeah, like, of course. I yeah, like we could have showed her like in her bathroom at her house getting ready to go to the party, and you know. I think pretty much all the girls would have been enjoyable to see that force. You want to see Parker Posey? You, you know who's actually dressed. hot is is the uh, the school teacher at the very beginning oh, yeah. that uh, Don like flirts with. He's like, I'm going to be 18 this summer. We can you go want out. to see her show up to the party yeah. and Don fuck her. Yeah, right? I would, I would have enjoyed <laughs> that. And like the whole, yeah. the whole school like cheers it on and shit. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. That's why we need the not, we need like the novelization mm -hmm. series yeah. from like, you know, we probably could at this point, like nobody would even give a fuck. We'd be Just like, Oh, it. we want a license. Yeah. Yeah, we want to license it to put out this book series, uh, and like send send link later like our our like first book. It's yeah. like put out you know those, those kind of books. I mean, if you're gonna like look at it, it's not even a movie tie-in. It's just like when it, you could fight like a 275 page 76 page book, dude. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, we're and, gonna I mean, be able to afford it pretty soon. I mean. <laughs> So, I mean, why not? Baby, I didn't even buy any lottery. I haven't, even, I haven't bought a lottery ticket in two weeks. Oh, man. baby, why are you slipping? I know. Come on, baby. I, Path I, of Leafs are resistant. You, you can. Here's, here's the thing, baby. Here's the steps right here. This is how you're going to win the lottery. You're gonna, you're gonna go to bed tonight, and you're gonna do your stats. You're gonna do your pre-sleep meditation. You're gonna imagine the wish fulfilled, 
and you're going to think about what it would be like to win the lottery, okay? And I don't mean like, oh, I'm going to fucking like ugh, go claim the ticket and jump up and down. Like I'm talking about like like what what car are you going to be driving 3 months from now? What who are you going to be dating? What kind oh, of Oh, that's how you Yo, I see what you're saying, baby. Like you got you can't be thinking about the lottery ticket. No, you got to be no. thinking about all the stuff yeah. that you want to buy yeah. and then the universe is like, "Oh, the only yeah. way that that he's going to be able to afford to buy all that stuff is if we give him the yeah. winning lottery ticket." So you got to envision like the nice car, yeah. the new house you're living in next year. Oh, I get that's it. That's how yeah. that's how it works. That's the wishful. But you're going to live in that. You're not you're not like the first couple times, yeah, cuz you're you're far away from like, let's be honest, like some people can snap their fingers and be in it but you're going to need to like meditate on this for a little bit but you're you're going to think about like like what's it going to feel like like you don't like like yeah you know you're like like yeah i'm going to buy a mustang convertible i'm going to have like well, i mean you know the general but you're not like oh i'm smelling the interior it's not that kind of shit you're talking about how does that make you feel like right. when you go into the strip club and you've got like literally four grand and twenty dollar, you know what I mean, and then you just throw that shit and you and you help somebody, some single mom, buy her kid braces. Like that's how does that make oh, you feel internally? Like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's like a chain reaction type. It's thing a chain reaction. What and why you need that money to help other people? Exactly. <laughs> See that's that's the thing is is it's not going to work if you have. If you have emotional lack, you can't lack for anything. You gotta already have it. So if you're sitting there going like, "I need this money from the lottery. I need this money," well, the universe doesn't care because the universe gives you what you give in. So, so the universe is going to give you more lack. If you're like, "I need this money. I need this money," the universe is going to go, "Yeah, you need this money." So it won't give you money. What you have to do is say, "I got the money. I know it's here." And like, yeah, you don't go crazy and like spin yourself into the poorhouse. But it's like, you know, if you're at the store. Because you're living a life of abundance at this point, baby. If you're at the store and you're like, man, I really want these chocolate chip cookies or I want this IPA, but like, it'd be a lot cooler if it was six bucks, but it's nine bucks instead. You just say, fuck it. Three dollars is nothing to me. I'm a millionaire. So you buy the nine dollar fucking IPA four pack, whatever. And you just start living like that. Exactly. Yeah, I heard like, can't remember was uh, Drake said that he started like driving around in a, a like a Benz or whatever or something like he like he uh, rented it yeah. or something or leased it like he didn't even buy it he like leased it because he had to he had to drive around like a rich man yeah that's yeah. how it is. and it, it, and it's not even fake it till you make it it's just you have it like it's already done like what part of it's already done do you not understand you, you, I'll tell you you got to hit up these videos of my girl. Rita Kaminsky from Australia. Uh, she lives in New York now because she manifested that shit. But she, but she'll she'll just she she says you know what she didn't she she manifested she didn't get on a plane. Well, no, she manifested getting on the plane. That's the thing, baby. Oh, okay. See, because yeah. the thing is, you take the path of least resistance. I thought she just like yeah. transported it, uh, Jeff Goldblum yeah. style. Yeah, became a fly. Yeah, I mean, it's possible to win the lottery without buying a lottery ticket yourself. Like, which means like you might find a lottery ticket, or, or somebody will know it's your birthday and say, "Hey, I bought you a lottery ticket." Or you oh. can take the path of least resistance and just more. go buy the ticket. That's what I do. I just take the path of least resistance, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> so yeah, and the thing is, is like, 
don't even, don't be in a rush. Like I got the California lottery app, so I just scan my <laughs> ticket and it tells me how much money I won. Like I got my winner sitting here, four dollars, two dollars, six dollars, whatever. And I take them back. In. Yeah, that's about what you win. Yeah, and I take them in, and then like they just $4. they give me credit basically, and then they give me more tickets. How many tickets are you buying? Like I hardly ever win anything, and I don't buy that many tickets. Mm, what are you buying? I like do, twenty tickets a rock. I what I do now. It it, it depends on who who's got the good jackpots. Like for a while there, I was just playing the state lottery, which was a dollar ticket so i do yeah we got i, I do 20 of, uh, bucks 42 i do 20, 47 or something yeah i do 20 bucks because right now powerball and mega millions are both super high so i do 10 dollar tickets on each so I, I pop 20 bucks at a time on the and i usually do that twice a week if if you know because it's like i'm not desperate for it i'm not anxious for it so it's like what part of already you done sound do like you, you are baby you buying a lot at see how Bat does it is Bat has come up. He's come to this conclusion that you're only gonna win with one rung of numbers. So you know what, baby? You know what I do usually? Usually, unless it like gets really high, where it's like it's getting close to the billion, mm-hmm. or it is the billion, and it's now it's gone up to that before. Now after taxes, but you gotta think, baby. Even after taxes, you're gonna be a very wealthy wealthy millionaire. You're gonna have yeah. many millions. Um, but, so, but yeah, usually what Bat does is uh, he just buys one ticket, one row of numbers, baby, because you're not gonna win it. It's it, 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 people say, oh, it's gonna up your odds. See, I'm like one of those people that is. Uh, it's not about upping your I, odds, I, baby, because your odds. I, I think your odds don't your odds really. Shit anyway. Your odds don't really go up. What 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 your, your odds are. Fucked what increases anyway, your so odds is when the universe is ready to give it to you, baby. That's what really increases yeah, it's your like odds. A fate. It's like a fate thing, but baby. if. Now you you can buy just one ticket. Here's the thing: is the way I do it and the way you do it, they're both right. And here's why: you can just buy one ticket and say it's you know eventually this one ticket at a time I buy as a winner. What I do is is I buy five tickets at once because I'm in an abundance mindset. I'm not into scarcity mindset. Now I mean you're not either. You're just like this is going to be the winning number, so this is what I'm going to buy. But some people would be like, oh, like like I can I can play for two dollars or i can play for ten dollars but i'm going to play for two because i'm in a scarcity mindset of i don't want to spend the extra eight bucks where i was like i'm in an abundance mindset i'm paying into the lottery i'm giving because when you pay that money that's how the jackpot when nobody wins it that's how it bumps up is all the money that came in during that that round and as you yeah, as you true. know like when, when it's when it's down bad at like 40 60 million it, it climbs slow because not that many people are buying tickets but when you get 100 million right. especially once you get over 100 but especially once you start getting over 200 million baby everybody starts buying yeah, they really start it buying. goes from 200 mm-hmm. to 500 and it, it will take it took it took for like when somebody busted somebody in fucking ohio too of all places won the 475 i was trying to get a couple months ago and I was like, okay, it's just not my time. But what sucked was like, was like, I just stopped playing because I'm like, well, I ain't gonna try to fucking win forty million. That's like, I do, like you can go to the annuity schedules, like that's nothing. Even if you take the thirty year payout, that's nothing. Like, like I got you still get the movie theater in your house. You'll but that's be able to about buy a it, nice baby. house and that's get the movie it. theater. Yeah. Well, baby, I I'm a live I'm I've been living meagerly my whole life. So same you know, here. I mean, uh, and and that's that's like why we deserve money. it. Is it's like <laughs> we deserve. We it. do deserve it. it like, like, let me break it down to you the way my girl from Australia broke it down to me, because she's a fucking genius, like for real. Did she win the lottery too? Did she win the lottery? She didn't win the lottery, but she got a high-paying oh, job at Daily Mail doing her tabloid I've shit. Heard of this, I've I've heard of the this manifestation yeah. stuff and like some of these chicks talking about um getting like the right career job and stuff, which seems reasonable. Yeah. I think that if you're like greedy and you're like, 
I'm going to manifest the winning the lottery. The universe is like, fuck you, motherfucker, work for it. We'll, we'll help you manifest the job to get the money, but we're not just going to give you the fucking golden ticket. See, but, but sometimes they do. But, but that, that's the thing, though, baby, is once you really understand how the universe works, is, is you're manifesting right now. You don't, you've been manifesting your whole life, and you don't even know about it, baby. Like, yeah, but I didn't manifest that brilliant. Of course, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't have like the drive like some of these guys. But I wanted to. You know, I was always hoping to manifest that uh, film career. Hey, you did too, baby. You did manifested it. But it you, you know, you know, you know work. why it didn't work though, baby. For me, I'll tell you exactly why it didn't work for me. Because because you threw in the towel, baby. No, no, that's not it at all, baby. Because I worked too hard. I tried too hard. That's the problem. Oh, you just have to let it fall into your lap. You, 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 you have to. Get to the point where you have what you want emotionally, and then you have to detach from the outcome. How do you detach from the outcome? That must be how M. Night Shyamalan still has a career. He does. He makes <laughs> shitty movies. And he makes a... I'm telling you, baby. It's, it's the way everything works. Think about it. When you go after a girl, right, the harder you press, the quicker they go away. Yeah, the, fur- the further they get away from you. If you play all like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I ain't, you, you just like, just like Don was trying to tell him, you're just like, I'll catch. I'll now maybe maybe I'll see you later. Yeah, maybe. You gotta play like I don't care. It shouldn't baby. be like that. The the person who's like I'm committed to you. I'm gonna try hard for you. I'm gonna treat you good. That should be. But that's not. We know that's not the way. And see, that's the thing is like if you look into manifestation, baby, two main topics: finances and love. And because they correlate, they both work the same way. The harder and harder you fucking work, it's it's like a snowball going uphill. Like you're trying when you're trying the hardest. You might get some progress making some money, but it's small progress. Once you get successful and you're like, man, I worked for 20 years to, to whatever your goal is, whatever you're, I worked for 20 years to make 40 grand a year because that's where I was at. I was busting my ass trying to get the 40 grand a year. And then I hit 40 grand a year and I was like, amazing. This is what I'm going to make for the rest of my life. And then all of a sudden, more promotions. Yep. creating creating brand new job titles where i work to pay more and then i got that and then i'm just so i mean it makes sense like if you look at the shit if you tell somebody i want to manifest this or i want to manifest that you're batshit crazy that's not the way it works you work hard and then you wait and you don't get it that's the way life works but see that's that's why those people don't get anywhere because they know they're going to fail when have you oh, ever yeah, done anything yeah. knowing you're going to fail think about it baby think about good good point but then you know i i just had to think back to your manifestation about your 40 grand and then Mm -hmm. it just kept going upward and the next thing you know you're on this which we need to do another episode you're on the first episode of movie hoarders baby and you're surrounded by uh, all these blu-rays that you just bought over the year Mm -hmm. and they're literally like it's like you got what you wanted, but yeah. like they almost collapsed on you and killed you, baby. <laughs> they did. They did. And you it's saw the like, picture, yeah, baby. be careful what you wish for, because yeah. now I've got like a mountain. I always wish for a mountain of movies, mm-hmm. and now they're like gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, you know, that's that's what I was manifesting then, but that's you know, I'm not about that life anymore. I'm telling you, baby. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's the way it works. Learned your learned errors of your ways the, and uh, reverted to a healthier lifestyle of not Blu-rays not yeah. collapsing. But you still have all these Blu-rays. I hope they're properly on the shelf. And hopefully you don't get an earthquake, baby, or they might try to kill you again. No, they won't kill me. 
Cause you gotta like you gotta have Velcro, baby. You being in um, baby, California, there's, you gotta, baby, you gotta baby, they're, they are slanted shelves. They are on a slant, so no matter how hard that shit shakes, it ain't gonna like. It's not like it's sitting straight up like a book on a bookshelf. Earthquake p- turns your turns your world upside down, baby. It finds a way to dump shit on you. It doesn't sound like you've been in a in a mighty earthquake. Yeah, so. We, we we deserve what's coming to us because you get what you deserve. <laughs> but I'm I'm telling you, just like my girl from Australia, she says when a, when a newborn baby is born, like what does it have to do to earn love? What does it have to prove to anybody? Nobody. It deserves love because it exists. Is there? So I mean, we deserve what we want too. So because here's the thing, I hear baby, it might seem impossible. It might seem impossible. But the thing is, is like, look at these dumb fucks that have billions, baby. Like that's true. That really that's do not. Pe- people, you ask people. Let's talk about our boy Elon Musk because everybody loves him, right? Oh, he invented mm. Tesla. Oh, yeah. He made Tesla car. No, he didn't. Go look up the history of coming. He didn't start jack shit. He fucking was jerking off on some lame in- early internet bullshit that he made a fortune on that really wasn't worth what he got paid for for that shit when he sold that company and that gave him the money to fucking invade Tesla and kick the original two founders out and take it over and make the fucking dog shit company that it is now with their shitty cars with their fucking panel gaps and bad paint jobs and all that oh so he he pulled up he pulled a mark zuckerberg that's exactly what that cocksucker did so does does he deserve his to be the richest man on like i mean he made it happen he took the path of least resistance he manifested it but it's like see that's the thing is you manifest everything baby because like like every single job that you have, did you wake up one day and go, "Oh, I gotta go to this job"? No, like you're like, "I want to get a job." You thought about where do I want to work? Where am I going to apply? Where am I going to go do the interview? Am I going to accept the position? It was all manifestation, baby. But now, man, I'm, I was like, ah, I fucking hate going to nine to five. Yeah. I hate having a boss, and I'd rather work for myself. And I finally yeah. manifested that, baby. And I'm telling that's you, what I'm telling. Like, I'm looking you... around at the rest of the world yeah. out here, like you, you work for somebody, but like, baby, you work from home, yeah. like, so it's very similar to what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, but now I keep looking around at all these suckers out here that are like, I'm gonna go get a job for somebody. I'm like, make a job for yourself. Yeah. And that's the other thing about how they're like, there's no workers. Yeah, no shit. Because people woke up during the lockdown and like, what you not? You all like, I don't have any workers anymore. Yeah, that's because they're business owners now. Yeah, they're entrepreneurs. Exactly. You forced them to nobody. Yeah, you you fired them and they had to find their own job. So what did you think? Well, they were just tired. Like, like I worked part time for uh, this other company uh, before I fully went off on my own. And listen, baby, what they did is I worked for them for over a year, and I gave them my notice. And you know what they did? They fired me. Yeah. And I've been hearing this. Like, I just saw, like, right after that happened, I saw this lady was like, I put in my two-week notice and they fired me. Like, all these tech companies and stuff. I guess this is the new way. Like, if a company, like, company don't want to keep paying you, like, oh, you don't want to be here? And which doesn't make any sense. It's to completely contradictory of what all these companies are like. No one wants to work. Really? So if you have a hard time finding workers, and I and I put in my two week notice, and I'm gonna give you two more weeks of work that you can make money, why would you fire somebody? Nah, yeah. motherfuckers! All you corporations out here, you're just lying and crying and making people try to feel sorry for you. Yeah. When like in the past three years, you guys have been making record profits. Hey, record profits. Record profits. In, and they also created this um, inflation out yeah. here by raising their prices prematurely. Yeah. 
in 2021. So just so you know, the, the corporations out here and like, you know, that they they made the bed that they're laying in right now, but they always go and cry. Hollywood made the bed that it's in oh, laying yeah. in right now, but they want to cry to you and go, oh, our stuff was pirated, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight made, uh, you know, put the start making you guys all this insane money. I mean, these superhero movies, the, the amount of money you're raising – and not everybody's bootlegging it. No. Some people bootleg it because after they go to the theater, they want to, because they're like an addict, a movie yeah. addict, and they want to watch it again from the comfort of their own home. So they go and bootleg it so they can keep watching it nonstop on their fucking tablet or on yeah. their phone or on their HDTV. So. I'm, t- I'm telling you, baby, th- let's let's pull it back into the manifestation topic, all right? <laughs> like, what's what's going on with our boy Indiana Jones, right? Like, what's what's going on with him? <laughs> Like, how come nobody's seeing it, right? Because for the last two years of making that movie, they manifested all their problems. The stories came out. The budget got bloated. We hurt Harrison Ford because we weren't being careful with him. He was he was 78 years old when they filmed it. They weren't being careful with him. He got hurt, right, baby? Right. So, so all these delays, and they had to stop, and he had to film the movie without him, and then digitally insert him, do all this shit. Those stories came out, so everybody was like, man, this sounds like a, a catastrophe. Then the director hit Twitter. People are like, oh, this movie's going to be a disaster because everything Lucasfilm, you know, we saw those Star Wars movies. They sucked that they made. Disney Star Wars sucks. Disney and Indiana Jones. How dare you? You don't even understand the level that we're on. You know what? If you can't give us the benefit of doubt and realize this is a great film before we even finish it, then we don't need you at the theater. That was the messaging for two years. So it's like, yeah, there's still people that are going and seeing the movie and loving it. Like I looked at my theater here. I was like, oh, almost all the showings are like 80% sold out. So, I mean, it's a success for some people, but not enough people. Enough people got the message that like, we're going into making this movie with a negative attitude and we're probably going to fail. And they're, they're like, we're, we're going to have the secondary lead be a female character. That's really better than Indiana Jones in every way possible. And she's going to really, you know, stand toe to toe. That's not what people want to see. If the, if the name of the movie is Indiana Jones, they only want to see Indiana Jones, you know? Right. So it's like you manifested your failure and now the the blame games, oh, the racist, the, the same shit every time a Disney movie. Like, Universal, like, has a movie bomb, Paramount has a movie bomb. Oh, I guess we fucked up. I guess we made a bad movie. Nothing we... Oh, they didn't learn their lesson with Ant-Man and how they were yeah. trying to, like, kick it up. And I still haven't seen it's it, bad. but I hear it's there's bad. other problems you were telling me. But, um, no, that they were trying to do is kick it off to his daughter. Yeah. She's and the star like... of the movie, yeah. But the movie's called Ant-Man, not yeah. not Daughter of Ant-Man, yeah. not whatever her superhero yeah. name is. Like you know, she, like... she she kicks the plot off with her invention. They go into the thing, and at first they're like, "Oh, we got to protect our teenage daughter." And once they get to the the quantum world, she's like, "No, Dad, I got this. I know more about this than you do. You're a dummy. Right. Let me take this over." And like the main villain, he's only interested in interacting with the daughter. Like, "Oh, I'm gonna kidnap you and talk to you and do it." So it's right. like Ant Man's like a th- a fourth, fifth build fucking co star in his movie. <laughs> and, and and you know Disney, they're like, "We have a strong policy." Yeah, all Marvel movies are about like pushing, you know, and they give her a suit where she has all the same powers as Ant Man. They're like, we are into replacement characters at this point, younger, more female, more whatever, better than the originals. And people don't want to see that. Like, people go to Marvel movie, they want to see Captain America, they want to see Iron Man. We, we, well, kind of forever had the replacement Iron Iron Girl, whatever her name, Iron Heart. 
And people are like, that's cool, but these are like cheap ripoffs. And Disney's like, no, you're too stupid to get it. These are the next generation better in every single way than the original characters. And people are like, okay, cool. Like, we know your formula now. We know what you're going to do with every single movie you do. Like, so the box office gets a little less, a little less, a little less. Baby, manifest your fucking failure. Manifest the way <laughs> you want it. Well, they keep making they keep making the same mistakes. The same they're, mistake. They're like, let's see if we let's see. Next thing they're gonna be like, all right, yeah. well we're gonna turn um, Cassie yeah. into uh, so the next one, but she's gonna become like a tranny, <laughs> and and it's just like you guys I mean, maybe who knows? What, you haven't figured this out that like one point six million percent of the U.S. population <laughs> is actually transsexual. And you're, but you are trying to reach. I, I think you mean one point six percent, not a million. But yeah, like, I mean, no, no, it's like one. It's like it's like a, no. I think it's like that actually, like come out or whatever is like uh, one. I was looking at some data and it was like one point six million have actually yeah acknowledged that they're like trans or right, whatever. Right. There, that is, but like, there's like three hundred and thirty-six like million people in America total, though. So it's like. It, that, that's like but that but that's like the equivalent of like a of no it's like half it's a like percent a th- yeah i mean it's pretty yeah, low it's they say low. it's like one percent but i think they're like rounding up yeah. but i'm saying like you're basically reaching you're basically trying to reach like i'm I, i'm not gonna get into this like people trying to read into oh bats bats transphobic or whatever no no i'm just saying sensibly you're trying to reach like um a city basically the population of one city in america but, yeah i mean it's with a subplot with a plot thing that you know what i mean i guess they figure like the rest of the gay community is also yeah. gonna support it just for their political beliefs and it's just like look i mean I, again there's multiple movies that have like these topics but it isn't like yeah. the main focal point like yeah. i love Al Pacino's cruising. Yeah. yeah, that's like a whole gay underground scene going on there. But it ain't the only thing going on in the movie. No. Like that's not the focal point. And when you try to make when your focal when you're even this little subplot thing overshadows your focal point, yeah. well, I'm sorry, but you failed and you're gonna have a problem and you're not gonna be able to reach enough people. I, I don't even think like with the special interests or whatever you want to call it, I don't even think it's really like <laughs> I think the thing that hurts the movie is like kind of what you're getting at is like that's their only reason to make the movie. So so the only reason they wanted to make Ant-Man 3 was to replace Ant-Man 3 with his daughter, which, by the way, nobody cares about his fucking daughter. You know, know, it's not like the daughter was like in the previous movies and she was the most popular character. So they had to spin it up. But she was also younger. Now they have like the teenage. Yeah, like, it's a different actress is, now too. Is a is a young girl, yeah. and then but they made him like that wasn't long ago. So yeah. that girl's still pretty young, yeah. and we really liked her and we grew with her. And now you're like, well, now she has to speed up and become a teenager. So we're gonna get this <laughs> yeah. other actress, which is like, uh, no, we fell in love with the young, yeah. the young little girl. Like that's what we want to see again. Well, that's yeah. the chemistry that it works. I mean, I think people. I think it's safe to say that people like the 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 sweet dynamic between the father and the young daughter and you know the playfulness but like once the daughter is like magically grown up and this is the boss now it's like is it you've removed that chemistry yeah is it going to hit the same way you know like i don't i don't really think so and i think box office will tell you and also too it's just like marvel's like like we 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 got these movies on a schedule now like we can't have good special effects anymore we gotta have this really ugly bland garbage looking shit but 
whatever. And that's why, and that's why we're not seeing great filmmakers like Richard Linklater really hardly working in the industry anymore because he doesn't want to. They're like, okay, no. uh, Richard, we we want to get you back. Uh, would you like to do Iron Man four? Uh, yeah. No, no, not really. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we don't really have a place in Hollywood yeah. for you then. Pretty much. And I well, mean, that, that's the thing with Hollywood, man. They're 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 sealing their own fate. They're, they're yep. they they have their dream. And the thing is, is like their dream is not really to be successful. Their their dream is to be persecuted and to whine and can cry and complain. Because like I'm telling you, but also to make money, lots of money, yeah. lots and lots of money. But the thing, but here's here's the thing though, baby, is in order to uh, to completely manifest success. There's one thing that makes that happen: happiness, peace within. But yeah, you got live. You got to be careful with your intent, what your intentions are your too, because intention, like, yeah. you might manifest something that looks similar to what uh, what you're wanting, but it might be like, uh, well, we've seen this with like shit like Twilight Zone yeah. and Alfred Hitchcock. You got to be. It's like the old monkey's paw. Like you got to, you got to, you might get that, but like it might yeah. come with a curse too. You got to be careful. Well, yeah, I, I think the thing is when you're when your intention is to manifest uh, a fight somebody to argue with to to stomp your feet and make a point and to go against establishment and the majority then then you will end up you know like in a fight and going against uphill and going against just it's like they should just be like focusing on like how much fun everybody's going to be having you know what i mean like not really like there's a there's a right way to make movies and it's our way and we're just going to make everybody watch the same movie over and over and over again. It's just like it's like you said like they're just making the same mistake over and over. By the by the way baby, I figured something out why some of our videos not that it matters cuz nobody really watches them on YouTube, but I, I I finally figured out why some of our episodes that you and me do never end up on YouTube. They got a three three hour <laughs> limit, baby. I I looked into oh. it. I was like, I I did the 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 what do you call it the the help section. I did everything on Podbean, and they're like, yeah, like we generate the video, which is really just like the little graph of the 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 sound bars going up and down. They're like, oh, anything past there. So I looked, and there was one episode that was exactly three hours and nineteen seconds, and that got on. But yeah, it was all our episodes that were over three hours. They wouldn't share. Or you out. could put, but if you went on there and like physically put, it must be their upload thing because like all the EC and yeah. those were like monsters. Yeah. Uh, could go on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, you just gotta uh, make your own video for it. But yeah, but you know, I like to pay. Well, they can always go to Podbean or oh, yeah. one of your. I mean, other wait, sources. hundreds more people do that than anything else. So it's it's yeah. all good but I, I thought we was getting discriminated against because we was talking about the uh, hot trans politics of hollywood that's that's yeah, that's that's probably why our downloads went COVID. down it probably wasn't even the semen it was the political nature of hollywood we keep discussing oh yeah well you know uh then i don't understand how that howie mandel uh rob zombie <laughs> yeah. interview with him yeah. did you watch it no i haven't got to i was oh, yeah hey. i was gone so rob zombie is interviewed by on his hot podcast uh what the fuck's it called I, it doesn't hey, whatever with his daughter fuck. i don't know yeah just type in howie mandel and rob zombie yeah. it's like an hour long and like i I, that's another thing I probably like I fuck Howie Mandel cause did you see what like the main headline thing was is like no. uh, got, Rob Zombie got assaulted by or something oh, yeah, like, I did it see makes you some... think like he fucked him in the butt they try to make something. it seem that's like him and Harvey Weinstein had a, a physical altercation like he tried to yeah. rape him like he tried to rape him or something so that's <laughs> I'm like wait a minute I didn't know Rob Zombie got raped too yeah. I was like I didn't even know he was in the guy like Rob Zombie <laughs> 
Could you imagine if he got raped halfway through making Halloween and he just had to go finish the movie? If, if like he was, that's what I was waiting for him to tell us. Like, uh, uh, I mean, so me and Harvey met up in this hotel room, and like next thing I know, I'm like, yeah. I felt I passed out, blacked out. Next thing I know, I'm buck naked, and Harvey's there in a robe saying, "I'm glad do you want to make the rest of this movie." He's like, he's like, he's like, he told me to come look at some storyboards. Next thing. I know there's a cloth over my mouth and I'm passing that. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, it, Rob, I wish Rob would have said something like sooner, yeah. but I get it when he was still like a heavy wheel and yeah. like Rob, you know, hadn't, you know, he had done a few decent films, but like at that point in his career, they could have like, he could have been blacklisted and like that was it. Yeah. So he knew, he knew best to keep his mouth shut and like, mm. You know, I've noticed, too, and they bring up in the interview, they're like, wonder why Tarantino, because, like, he had a hell of a fucking time. We're like, oh, I don't know. You guys just let me see if I can find what what the let me look up to see exactly what it's type. But, what but you, you, type you know, in. you know, it's weird, though, baby, um, not, not to talk about Harvey Weinstein shit, because it's been talked about to death. But I, I actually yeah, went I to the theater and saw the movie that they made about that, about the, the two ladies that did the that, like actually uncovered the shit that did all the reporting. Oh, there was a movie. Yeah, I think it's called She Said with um, Mich- not Michelle Williams. Who's that chick that looks at like? Carrie Mulligan and then some other girl. So they played the reporter. So like. They went and they found the women that like he had raped originally, like twenty years before, and like you know people are like Tarantino knew, they all knew, uh, whatever me too, they all knew, and like when you actually watch the movie that's like based like really strictly on what happened was like the women like they wouldn't even do interviews about it because they were like I went to a lawyer, I went to the cops, like nobody would do shit. So like to be like Tarantino had to know, no Kevin Smith had to know is like fucking like like they show in the movie that that like for a long ass time like the women wouldn't tell anybody like this one lady like she was like you got to get out of here before my husband comes home like i don't want him to know that harvey weinstein raped me and all this shit so like it was pretty covered up by the women honestly like you know not for any nefarious means but just because they were embarrassed by it so yeah, so this podcast, this is what this is what Howie Mandel and his daughter like think. This is why I even clicked on it. I'm glad I did click on it, listen to it because it's a really good interview. This is literally the title of this episode. Rob Zombie was abused by Weinstein. Oh, what God. is that manifest, dude? Yeah. He's such what are a you fucking clickbait that? chump, fucking Howie. What is his show's called Howie Mandel Does Stuff, episode number twenty one one twenty one and it like came out a month ago. I watched it like like maybe a week after it dropped mm-hmm. it was like in my recommendations and i'm like but yeah when i saw that i was just like the image manifested in my mind that he raped rob zombie <laughs> <laughs> rob zombie's now telling well, his fucking we, like, well, who, we, we uh, should make a terry crew terry cruz though had a man try to rape yeah. him and like grab his yeah. shit so like when i heard terry cruz tell about his like hollywood yeah. nightmare and he, you know being from detroit he's in break so did brendan like, frazier that's why he left baby. oh yeah, yeah that's right brendan frazier so like yeah i was waiting for rob zombie to be like yeah he violated me in the butt but like it wasn't even like that it was basically like i don't know just give you some highlights of it like basically uh him and uh Harvey and Bob were like, and mainly it was more about Bob. Like Harvey was like, the only thing that he says really about, um, yeah, it says by Weinstein, but it isn't even Harvey. So you think in like, it's Harvey, but like Harvey is in one of the stories about like, 
But yeah, basically it was his like experience with fucking Bob. Well, he had experience with both of them. He said that they both like to just like yell and scream. And he was like, yeah. it was super fucking toxic. And like, basically like they wanted you to argue with them Yeah, and like fight. I've heard, them. I've heard him like, say that in other interviews of, about that experience, making that, which like, like that's why it's so fucked. He actually came back and he actually saved them by coming back and not only making H2, but he had to rush it so they could get it out in time. Well, I guess apparently like this, the, I didn't even really realize this until I, I, I don't know people, maybe this is why people put it over. I didn't know about it until it hit video that this even came out. Cause this was like this weird period when, um, Halloween came out yeah. that I didn't like have cable or internet or anything. Like I was living like a really weird, um, life where i didn't i didn't really know what was going on in the outside world too much yeah i had a period like that <laughs> too baby where i was just watching my dvd collection i didn't know like all the shit that was going yeah, on yeah i was just watching my v i just watched like i didn't pay for cable because i didn't have a lot of money i was kind of broke around the time yep. so i just watched like my old dvds and like all these compilation vhs tapes and like i had a buddy that would tape shit off of um he had like all he had one of them little uh jail jailbreak fucking uh the, the scrambler could, thing yeah, we, well, he hit his dad had like four satellite dishes so he could like unlock everything. So he would bring me over um, new paper stuff that he recorded off pay per view, or like Howard Stern had of that pay per view show after he left E, yeah. and he would bring me um, basically compilation tapes of like different stuff like that, and then uh, whatever he was uh, recording for me off like adult, like cartoons off Adult Swim and stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, so like. I really didn't pay attention, and at the time, I really wasn't like any into watching the news, and I didn't have a cell phone either. Like, right. I don't know, that wasn't even like it was probably when did that come out? Two thousand seven, two thousand six. Well, also too, I had cell phones from like two thousand four to twenty yeah, twelve. That we didn't have a, smart but that weren't smartphones. They didn't even have a camera. Right. I had flip phones and shit. So I mean, yeah, I had a flip phone at one time, but um. At that time, I didn't have a phone. My girlfriend had a cell phone, but like I said, it was some kind of like, like you could text on it. Yeah. It had one of those texting keypads. It yeah. was kind of like I don't remember what it was, probably a but it had kick. like a T keypad. T-Mobile Sidekick, probably. It had something like either that or a BlackBerry. Like it was something like a BlackBerry or something. I remember it had all these like it wasn't very big, yeah. but it had a keypad. Like they were smaller buttons, and they were actually buttons. Like they weren't. Yeah. It wasn't like a touch screen. No, I, screen. I know exactly it was actually like I, I didn't have like one keys. of those, but I knew people who did, and I would watch them use it. Yeah, it wasn't like a long one that folded out. It was kind of like like tall, long. That sounds like a know. BlackBerry, baby. It was something. I know it wasn't a BlackBerry. It was something, but it was like a knock. Yeah, it was, it was like inspired to by do. It, it was something. Yeah. Everyone had one of those things. Like, and then, and then maybe a year or two after, I had a flip phone before, but then, like, I don't know, I was just broke and couldn't afford to pay for the bill or whatever. And she <laughs> had a phone. Basically, I was like, "What do we need? Like, two phones in this house for?" So, what did, like, what did you, what, you? You don't live that life anymore, baby. What did you do? You manifested abundance. No, man. Like, listen. When, even in Nashville, I was still rocking a flip phone for a while because it was like. Because then I got on one of them like cheap plans, like where you, you just go buy the card at Walmart. Yeah. yeah, it was a track phone. Yeah, baby. And uh, I was doing that until like um, I started doing a uh, Uber, and then I had to upgrade to a smartphone at that point because like you needed it for the app and stuff. So you was uh, driving so it was Uber to make money, or you needed to take. Yeah, an I Uber. did Uber. Yeah. I did Uber for a little while in Nashville. This was before Uber Eats came around. What, uh, Actually, they what were getting car ready to did you launch. have back then, baby? Did they make you have that a nice car? I, 
I had my when my Malibu was nice because okay. like, I bought that bought that thing and it was like, yeah, I ran it for eleven years. What do you think a car looks like after like eleven years, man? Yeah. This motherfucker, like I slapped that. I, one time in Nashville, the, this drive was all icy. It was going downhill, and I didn't realize it. And they don't salt like side roads or anything. And it was like black ice, and I didn't realize it. And I turned onto it, and it like caught me. And it was either going to this person's house or slap it into the guardrail. And I'm like, well, that's what the guardrail's there. So I got my car because I was like, it'll if I go into it head on, it's gonna fuck it up. But if I slap into it, all the worst is gonna do is smash the side of the car in on the passenger side i was like i can still drive it you know so i slapped it into the rail and luckily it didn't do any like major damage it just like put some dings into like the fenders and stuff a little bit and like tapped it but um yeah man i mean after a while and i brought it back up here and like you know we use a lot of salt up here so it started getting like when i sold it here in the spring it started getting um a little bit of rust around the wheel wells finally yeah yeah, just a little bit. Actually, it wasn't like all rusted through. Yeah. It was just starting, so I could have like sanded it down and primed it and painted it. That's what my plan was, but then the transmission started acting up. I mean, I had 300, I put like 300,000 miles. That's not, I got it when it was like 100,000 miles, but I put, I put 200,000 miles. That's pretty on good, that. though, because a lot of times you yeah. buy a high mileage car like that, like, you don't like like i mean miles do make a difference on your own but they're, they're depending on how the person drives it a car like the same car like if you drive it fucking hard and shit like a hundred thousand miles can be a lot more damaging than somebody who drives it gentle you know what i mean right yeah and i drove i put over i put like over two hundred thousand on it myself but yeah it wasn't like i didn't like have to fix shit like yeah. i don't know how many alternators i had to put in this fucker and like the start the electric the the electric uh electrical system and stuff was not good so like yeah. i probably put like four or five alternators in this thing it could be have to do with buying aftermarket like cheaper parts parts yeah. and stuff and then i had to put a bunch of start i had to put two i actually put the original uh, fuel pump in it that the, they would have put in there that when they manufactured it and that one it was luckily it was still under warranty it went out after six months Damn. But I had to pay the mechanic to pull it out of there to take it back to the parts store, and then because that thing was like eight hundred dollars. Jeez. So, but yeah, I mean, I put two fuel pumps in it. <laughs> like, but what I always said once the uh, transmission started acting up, it was time to because that's like three thousand dollars. The thing's not even worth that anymore, yeah. and it's just like nobody's putting the three thousand. So it started acting up. It didn't like totally die in me, like. The guy I sold it to, he was like a scrapper, and I was like, hey, that still runs and drives down the road. I'm just saying, like, I, I think that that's getting to the point where, like, who knows? I could have drove it for, like, a few more, you know, maybe six more months or something. But me driving a lot for work, it was just like, yeah, it's mm, not a good idea. It's, yeah, no, I, sh I was going to keep it as a secondary car, but, it, like, it was starting to look kind of shitty. Yeah. But back when I drove Uber, baby, it, it was, like, it looked good. I just, like, got it. Like, I'd only had it for a couple of years, and it was in pretty good shape. And, uh, yeah, it looked decent. I wonder if you but, can drive, uh, like, more of a shit box if you drive Uber Eats instead of regular Uber. <laughs> yeah, because you're not picking up people. You're well, just, like, you kind of want a shitty shit car because all the greasy food you got to be driving around. And, like, baby, that shit leaves. Well, they go and get. I think they go and get groceries for people yeah, too, as do. well. So. Yeah. Try and put. Instagram. I don't really want to take the grocery shopping gigs, dude. I don't want to go get your fast food. And then I seen some of them pissed off girls. Like I saw this one chick. It's always girls. They were like, no, no tip, and the bitch was like, oh, or maybe it was a dude, and he was like, oh, no tip, huh? And he took it and just started swinging their food and fucking. Yeah. 
threw it into the ground and let it explode. And they were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, that's like, I don't even want to order from these people. No, I don't want yeah, I don't do that shit. My house. Yeah. I'm going to go get it myself. I don't got to give, I don't need to give you a tip. Like, no. I don't need to deal with your craziness. I don't, and like, some of them will freak out. They're like, oh, you only gave me a, I drove 90 miles and uh, you only gave me, like, I get it too. Some of them are driving, like, if you're living in a rural area and you're doing that shit, like, you might drive 60 miles. Well, there is that one where that chick was like, I'm not giving you your food because you didn't tip enough. And the guy's like, I tipped you eight bucks. And she's like, that's right, not enough. That's she, she's like, enough. she's like, I drove 30 minutes. And he's like, that's not even, he's like, the restaurant's not even that far away. She's like, oh, I drove. Right. She's like, so I'm not keeping, it's just like, I don't want to fuck with that. And like, the few times we did it was, uh, um, I think twice we did it with Little Caesars. And, um, cause like when you order Domino's, you get like an actual Domino's delivery person and the yeah, little, they do have yeah, little Caesars yep. was all like, Oh, we got delivery now. So we ordered it, but they don't really have delivery. They just do like right. Uber or DoorDash, whatever it was. And there was yep. like, like the, the pizza came, the box smelled like cigarette smoke. It was super fucking <laughs> late. It was like, took an hour and a half to get our pizza and it was cold as fuck. And I was like, what was the point of this? Like, <laughs> Baby, that would have been me. I'd have been smoking over your fucking pizza box. There would have been boxes all over it. I would have bought the damn butt out right on the top of the box. And then, like, I was here in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah but there's, like, a hole burned into the top. Where you put your cigarette I'm here an hour and 30 it. minutes. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Give me and, a $30 and then, tip. And then uh, a couple months ago, like, whatever GPS their app uses or whatever, I, I can't remember if it was Uber or DoorDash, we, we got three days in a row, we got all of our neighbor's food delivered to us, and we're like, what's going on? Did you eat it? No, like, we were just, so. we kept it, and, like, the guy came the next day. First night, it was Taco Bell. It was already paid for. Yeah, well, the first, it's night, already paid the for, first night, it was Taco Bell, and then, like, the second day, Anything it was, like, good? some Chinese soup or something, and, Ooh. like, it was during the day, so the girl was out there, and we're like, hey, here's your Taco Bell, too. Like, I don't, I don't know if you want it, it's just been sitting out all night, whatever. But like, and, and the delivery guy was telling her like, "Well, the the app is saying delivered here." And she, and, and it's like, "Do you not have like their address? You can look at the number, fuckface." And the guy's like, "I gotta put it where the app says to put it." And I'm like, "What? Like that's fucking stupid." Uh, like, I don't know. I've worked like this uh, company I was working for before I went off solo. Like we ran pretty much like remotely through an app. We did have like meetings and like went and got like supplies and stuff or yeah. whatever. I've always done that, but they try to do it like fairly remotely and like have you go in and get stuff from places so they don't have to be too hands-on anyway yeah you'd have to be smarter than the fucking app because yeah. it would tell you oh you have arrived motherfucker because i'm looking at the address and i'm like there's no house here yeah. obviously so then you gotta drive around old school and stuff yeah if you like these kids that are working the, in this gig economy they're yeah. just not like smart they're not they, they, they've had everything spoon fed to them and they're like the computer said yeah i don't give a fuck what the computer said yeah. you got to be smarter than that thing because they're not really that smart that's why if we're gonna like hand over this planet to ai well yeah. i'd be worried because it's dumber than the dumbest teenager out I here know. right now i know like the, the, that's why i feel like if you're even if it's, you have a basic ass job but you can do it really well like they should be paying but nobody rewards like good fucking you know employees they're always like oh we'll just get rid of you and save money we'll get somebody shitty who does the job shitty and loses us money right it's like, and and it's like they just want to pay people to just show up yeah. it's like shit if, if you if i didn't really have to work and just show up i'd have been doing that the whole time baby if you were going to just pay me to show up like i'll just show up and be the shittiest worker ever i'll be like smoking cigarettes yeah. on the job like right there in the building and like and the, the boss yeah. the boss is like but look at the payroll he he works so cheap he doesn't do anything but he <laughs> works cheap we fill out the payroll he works cheap it's like that's all they fucking yeah. care about 
It's like it's like, but it's like he's not even here. Yeah, it's like he he does zero. You don't understand. He actually yeah. gets in the way because he holds shit up. We give him stuff to do. He doesn't do it. Then we have to go back and redo it. They're like, but you don't understand. Like that's the sh- that's the attitude they have. They're like, oh, but it's so cheap. Goat, goat's like that was like that's like the basically summed up by my career at Target. Yeah. <laughs> Or Best Buy, yeah, best buy. I did. I, I worked at Target too, for a day and a half, yeah. and then oh, okay. we, we walked. Thought, we walked out halfway walk- through the day and went to a strip club. Yeah. Oh, I remember you telling me where's at Target, but I didn't remember. I didn't realize. So I had to get. I, had, the- I didn't technically have a job, so that even though I had the money for like the deposit and shit, like we had the money for a deposit for an apartment, they're like, we're not renting to anybody who doesn't have a job. I was like, all right. So I walked into Target. I filled out like the application. I had like this little phone thing. Some like 19 year old kid interviews me and he's like, okay, you got a job. We're going to hire you. So I start working night crew for like a day and a half. It was like the shit. And I worked night crew at other places. I knew what was going on. I was like, it was like the worst fucking, the, the managers or whoever that were running the overnight is this target. It was brutal. They couldn't do anything. So me and my buddy were like, we're just leaving. Fuck this. Let us out. Unlock the door. Let us out. And like we left, we worked for a day and a half, but, but we had a job technically like, even though we only worked a day and a half, we were on the books, you know, like, we had the paperwork saying, like, you know, we worked there, so that got us our apartment, and then we got real jobs. Not real jobs, we got shitty <laughs> jobs, jobs, but we got jobs that, you know, we actually worked for more than a day and a half. You were like, those were, those jobs were not as shitty as working at Target. No, Target. But you worked worse. at Best Buy for a while. Oh, I worked there right? for, like, two years, dude. Jesus Christ, I worked, that seems like way I, too I worked long, in the maybe. warehouse, though, that's why it was fucking awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you didn't have to work. I, I just imagine you being like uh, up near front, like, how can I help you, man? Nah. It's like, and, and and every time, it's just like, unless you're buying like an appliance or yeah. something, like, I, I'm i in here to buy media. The fuck do I need your help for? Yeah, you like, don't. go away. I don't need you to help me pick out a movie. Right, can I help you pick out a movie? No. What is this, a video store? Yeah, like, I worked at a video store for two years, so I did customer <laughs> service there. I worked I worked at Toys R Us the first year. I worked, like, stocking crew, and then I needed to get more hours, so then I started doing register. And, like, I won't say it sucked, but it because it was just more like people just walk up here and you just take their money, you know? Like, I didn't really have to, like, help anybody or anything. Right. But then, like, yeah, then I did Best Buy and I worked Best Buy. I worked purely warehouse and, like, that was awesome. I mean, it was so awesome, we, we except I didn't make any warehouse. money, but, huh. We were talking about, uh, yeah, so, so you worked in a warehouse then, too. We were yeah. talking about how... Um, we're bringing up how the the greatest uh, boutique <laughs> uh, vinegar syndrome has. Guess what? Uh, we were told. Evie told me that uh, she has. Th- they have three warehouses and they work seven days a yeah, week to get you your package in thirty days, baby. Yeah, thirty days. And and why thirty days? Why so much long time? Oh, I'll tell you why it's 30 days, because they found a thing with the uh, federal government, the trade, uh, trade and exchange, uh, whatever. Commission. That base, yeah, tr- com- yeah, basically they've set it to where it's like as far as uh, you selling consumer goods over the telephone or the Internet, that if you don't actually send their package out within 30 days without a notification to cancel – uh, they can actually be fined for sixteen thousand dollars, and then you can call your lawyer and actually get a lawsuit against them too, as well for uh, the violation of this. But yeah, the trades commission will actually fine them sixteen thousand dollars, so they know that they have this window mm-hmm. 
for 30 days to send your send your fucking package out unless now like and everybody understands this too about this is like if you pre-order we're not talking about a pre-order ladies and gentlemen uh where basically you know that you might be two months out who knows things could get fucked up on and you know you understand this when you're pre-ordering a movie you're just like pre-ordering it because it might be a limited thing um like Severin has done recently where they said that the the last horror film uh, is a limited and you need to buy it on the pre-order because basically we're not going to order that many because we did a, a limited deal with Troma. So then you, you, you get the old pressure, boiler pressure. Yeah. Ooh, limited our, time to fear of missing out. The old fear. We, uh, we've seen this. We've seen this boutique do this though recently. A movie with, you never thought uh, would be Four coming flies out. On gray Four yeah. Flies on Grey Velvet. Four Flies on Grey Velvet, baby. But guess what, too, during that sale, they had some scratch and dent uh, 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 for $45. Ooh. I thought that thing retailed at 55 on their pre-order. Yeah. But they're going to send you the scratch and ding fucked up ones for 45 Only $10 off, baby. Only. <laughs> Still a privilege. The pleasure of the privilege is yours. But, baby, uh, at least they had the courtesy to tell you, yeah, it's probably going to take six to eight weeks to get your order out. Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, they're being realistic, which is actually over a month. But yeah. because they gave you a disclaimer and you still pulled the trigger, I don't think that they're actually liable. But I'm, I also looked on um, uh, Vinegar Syndrome's website about the well, during their sale, their terms or whatever, and I never saw it. They said two weeks, and that's what uh, Evie, their customer service lady, kept telling me, too that it was two weeks but the, the whole reason i was messaging baby was because it had been 19 business days and i never saw any disclaimer yeah. on that on your website that it was gonna because i might not have ordered to be 19 you, business was, days is like 26 regular days <laughs> well it was also it didn't make any sense baby because i told you about severin how they were very clear and you yeah. know when you're getting in and anybody anytime you're doing a pre-order you know that it could take longer but baby this was a movie that came out like a year ago yeah. and was heavily in stock they've actually been having trouble moving this fucking movie yeah. because like who who wants to see this other than like <laughs> i have you some do nostalgia. well yeah i have some nostalgia but like baby you know it's bad when um the movie still has slipcover versions of it yeah. and they're trying to like put later. it on sale and stuff like yeah a year over a year later so my whole thing was like i understand a pre-order or whatever or something that's like coming soon or blah 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 but no baby this is an in stock item that they have probably at all three they should have at all three of their warehouses yeah. here's the weird thing when I've about now, okay. So when I'm wondering where all these, because now I they have shipped it. It was like six days after I I, you know, inquired about what what the fuck was going you on. Just, you just want to yeah, you just want to know like, did it get lost in the mail? Did I not receive right. it? Like what? Are, it, oh, it, no, 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 no. Oh no, you could look at now. They have a portal thing on there. You can look at it. and It hadn't even been processed, baby. Mm. They hadn't even they hadn't even processed. They didn't even look at my order. They didn't even looked at it or anything. They're like, they're, or did they're anything like hold, to get it in motion. They're like, hold tight. Days. We got three warehouses. <laughs> we got thirty days look, before we have to lift let me a finger. Ask you a question, baby. You've ordered from them before. Yeah. Now here's my question because the came it keeps coming from the same location weirdly. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, okay, maybe because I'm near there, maybe yours comes from a different. But is your is your package coming from Bridgeport, Connecticut? Yeah, that's where it always where comes from. Always. Where the archives located, so they yeah. have three warehouses three in the warehouses. same fucking in yeah. the same town. In the same they all they, they they're so sense? they're so successful that they bought all the warehouses in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Baby, does that make sense? It Usually, makes zero when you boast sense. about 
when you boast about having multiple warehouses, you want to have those warehouses scattered across the country so that people could get their packages quicker, right? Like you have one on one side of the country and another one that like you'd have one, like it would make perfect sense that you'd have one in New York and one in California. Yeah, you spread them out, yeah. but yeah, you spread them out so you can cover both ends of the country. But baby, they got three, so they could have like mm-hmm. one. I mean, pretty much Brit- Connecticut's pretty much over on the East Coast, yeah. so you got the Bridgeport one. Then it would make sense you had like a a, 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 a one in California, and then yeah. you got like they, they couldn't afford one in California, country. but they could do Nevada or Texas easy. Right, something on that, yeah. end, you know, near there. Uh, right, baby, but you'd have them like scattered. You wouldn't have all no, three. No, I wouldn't have them in the same city. Town. No, but they have to. Baby, it's in one. It's in the same town. I don't. I can't imagine. Let's look up the. Let's look up the population of little Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah. I can't imagine there's more than ten thousand people there, baby. <laughs> ba- baby, I ordered Avatar: The Way of Water 3D on a on a Monday. And I had it that Friday from Best Buy. I know, Buy. when I order off Amazon, and people tell me all the time, like, oh, why do you order off eBay? Oh, that's because I get it in, like, four to five days. Yeah. There's, like, that rare time of May. it may take a week. Yeah. Usually uh, when it takes a week is actually when I'm ordering stuff from sellers out in California. It will take a week yeah. to get here. Okay, so Bridgeport, Connecticut has about 148,000 people there. Yeah. That's, that's quite a bit, but it ain't like it's a big city or anything right. like that. Uh, that's... You know that's pretty. That's a pretty good size little burg. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. But this doesn't make it. It's not like a major city. Like I could see. Okay, um, I'm in Chicago, or I'm in New York City, or I'm in Los Angeles, and you've got three warehouses, baby. But, but like I, right out of. But, that. By the way, I just like that you gently reminded them, like, hey, maybe something happened with my order or something. I don't know. And they said, no, we do business the right way. We have three yeah. warehouses. It doesn't matter how many employees we have. It's always going to take 30 days to ship one single movie. They said movie. that it didn't matter how many movies you – because yeah. I thought maybe they were like, oh, well, you didn't spend that much money, so you're not top priority. Yeah. But she told me, baby, it, it matter. doesn't matter if you order one movie or 100 movies. movies. It's going to take 30 days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yet I look at all these people on on, on, on YouTube. The influencers. Videos. The influencers. Yeah, yeah, and they got like over – they got like – no, some of them might only have 10 discs or whatever, but they've already got their boxes like two weeks before me. But somehow – the influencer if you got a if you got a popular outlet where, where you where you can be advertising the sales for them and announcing the sales on sales day and when they send out the email somehow those orders get processed real quick but how dare you sir with your measly fucking whatever you have <laughs> one blue well i know it puts, it's a shame to you because you're like Baby, I never buy just one Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? My I've got. I also have a response too, and I put this in my email to him. And maybe some people will be like, I can't believe you said that. But yeah, man, I had the balls to say that I would have bought more movies, but like, you're uh, the titles are just so subpar Very and they're subpar. overpriced. Overpriced, and it's like I was looking. I was like, everything I wanted to buy, I bought two years ago. Like you don't release right. that much. Like there is a few things, but. We we gotta wrap this up, baby. We're coming up on three hours. Let's keep it on. I know. Let's well, like, I, I figured. Let's... I figured we had to do that. I figured I had to say something about the this this one of the greatest boutiques and sliced bread. <laughs> say their boutiques, name, baby. baby. This, I, like because because we kind of jump back and forth. I don't even know if people I'll really just, know who I'll we're talking you, about, baby. 
I'll just tell yeah, baby. Yeah, I talked about Severin. Severin, Severin, we've seen some things with Severin, too. So there was a little bit about Severin. But we're talking about the mighty uh, yellow-legged <laughs> logo girl, the piss-legged The yellow-legged, the, yeah. the wholesome company that doesn't sell yeah. pornography yeah. anymore. Well, no, they, 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 as of this month, as of July, they will be, you will have to get that through another Third parties. It will not Third be parties. on there. It'll be another, it'll be another sub-boutique the label. The sub-boutique uh, is going to take 78 days to ship your pornography. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about that, because sometimes I do like to peruse this particular company. The Trade Commission, they don't get involved in pornography disputes. That's true. They're going to have, like, this weird thing where they could probably rip customers off and, like, the authority is going to be like, oh, it's porn. We don't, we're, we don't want that out there. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, the wonderful company is, uh, the wonderful company, uh, uh, also their brick and mortar store is the archive (laughs) is uh, Vinegar Syndrome. The Syndrome of Vinegar. Always put it. Well, they also... But they also, we were just talking about this, how they just keep giving us this old mom and pop, yeah. gra- uh, grandpappy's old fucking, you know. <laughs> the little engine that could company. <laughs> yeah, and they're not anymore. Like, these guys are raking in millions a year. I know. Now. I'm sure they are doing, like, massive business, and that was kind of my whole point is, like, that's how they brought up, actually, because I said, why can't you guys hire more workers, like, around these times? They were highly and, offended and when you suggested that to oh, them. God, that's when I was told that they had three warehouses that yeah. apparently are in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I <laughs> I also warehouses. feel like I, when I when this company actually tells me they have three <laughs> warehouses, for some reason I I get this vision that they have three double wides, three bedrooms, three three double wide trailers, <laughs> warehouses. Because didn't you tell me you saw like their uncle and their sister and everyone yeah. like doing up packages out on the porch? Oh no, that was together. that was Severin that does that oh, shit. That was Severin. Yeah, like Severin. the guy, Severin the guy in his condo, me. he's got like cheap IKEA bookshelves. He keeps the inventory. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta wrap it up. Hey. We have like one minute, baby. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Let's let's it. We rambled for an hour after the film. Let's let's keep it. So yeah, so everybody, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Fucking IKEA bookshelves in a condo, and dude, they when they put the orders in the boxes to ship them, like before the guy comes picks them up, they're on the guy's porch. Like it's not even a balcony; it's a porch. Anybody could come and lean over the railing and grab your order. It's still a package. That's maybe why you haven't received your uh, Severin <laughs> your order. Your sixty dollar yeah. I will give them credit, man. Uh, they put out. I remember the first release, and this is like the only release I bought because I wasn't. I didn't wasn't following them but i bought hardware yeah hardware is uh, my Richard first Stanley, one yeah. and I, I basically my whole opinion on severin was like hey anybody that puts hardware out's cool in my book yeah. and i just thought it was you know i thought they were a hip company or yeah. whatever but hey they don't deny being fucking mom and pop no, though, they baby don't. They don't. Like, i mean they, i've seen the photos <laughs> all right let's wrap it up everybody think bat thank you so much for agreeing to do days of confused we have 40 seconds oh, left God, it was so yeah. much fun thank you listeners thank you if you stay for the bonus hour i appreciate it yeah. we'll see you again in the movie graveyard